0: And welcome to episode 143 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke alongside Old Man Jones.
1: Really looking forward to that ham and cheese toasty, aren't you, Kieran?
0: And Captain Delicious, Kieran O'Rourke.
2: It's the sound. <laughs> got my ham and cheese toasty, not Captain Delicious himself.
0: <laughs> we are doing the latest of our Room 101 series of shows. This is the third one of this concept we've done, obviously, mulled after the old TV show uh, of Room 101. uh, The idea is obviously to nominate, and previously we've done wrestlers and uh, tag teams, uh, and this time it's pay-per-view shows or episodes of wrestling television that people have written in Uh, their suggestions for shows they want banished into Room 101 for various reasons whether it be personal, whether it be absolute hatred whether it be that there is something on there they actually want to banish to oblivion itself Uh, we are here to discuss all the merits of that of course a majority decision we'll uh, we'll get the the final outcome here today Uh, and of course if you haven't heard our previous Room 101 episodes or indeed any of our (coughs) previous episodes you can go to squaredcirclegazette.com where we archive every show we've ever done and I should mention that by the time this show airs it's probably going to be just about the beginning of December which means that it's time for a festive giveaway. <laughs> so yes, indeed. <laughs> Can you sound any more like Alan Partridge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: festive <Shift> giveaway! <laughs>
0: Aha! I will be uh, giving away a copy of Crazy Like a Fox, the definitive chronicle of Brian Pillman 20 years later, the 2017 winner of the uh, Best Wrestling Book Award in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. And, uh, of course, if you uh, if you don't win, well, you can go to Amazon.com and buy it from there. So uh, all the best. Obviously, the whole idea of this, and you can, we want your nominations, I'm going to throw it up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash scgradio. Uh, we are going to base it around a man who's not around the oaken table today but was here for the first about 90 to 100 episodes G. John Chase our question for you our loyal listeners what does the G in G. John Chase stand for best nominations you can go as as wacky as you like on this but the one that we deem the best is going to be the winner so there you go Uh, that is the competition the winner gets a signed copy of a Crazy Lucky Fox He's going to be signed yes I did wonder made by all of us
2: (laughs) I feel feel a little fraudulent if I (laughs)
0: sign Honest. (laughs) <laughs> but that is it. That's what we're going to do It's going to be a pretty, uh, gonna be a lot of fun So uh, check that out on the Facebook page And now Fellas Gentlemen Lend me your ears Because we have Countless Candidates here Room 101 Pay-per-views and TV shows Now we have done an accompanying piece Previously Long ago Looking for the most useless pay-per-view In wrestling history But we've got some kind of Common ground here between these two shows but there's actually a lot of different ones which is very interesting so we're going to get right onto it Pat Dooley on the Facebook page starts us off with One Night Stand 2006 the second ECW pay-per-view while there were certainly high points uh, Pat starts this is a show that negatively affected pro wrestling going forward first of all This is no longer a one-night stand. If you're doing it a second time. I understand that ECW Booty Call 2006 is a terrible name. (laughs) ECW Friends with Benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible name for a pay-per-view.
1: Don't know how to quit Euro 6. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But it would have been more accurate Secondly, the success of the first One Night Stand Was almost entirely due to this being an ECW show Run by ECW guys that felt like ECW The second show was WWE doing ECW cosplay in ECW's house Who can forget the classic hardcore wars Between Balls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka Terry Funk and Mick Foley Randy Orton and Kurt Angle Wait, what? But worst of all, if there had never been a second one-night stand, there would have never been a third. (laughs) Which would mean there never would have been an ECW on sci-fi, which would mean our last memories of ECW on pay-per-view would be the ECW roster beating the holy hell out of Eric Bischoff, giving closer to the promotion that changed wrestling history. Instead, our final memory of ECW on pay-per-view is December to dismember. The only drawback that comes immediately to mind is this was the night that RVD finally became a world champion. Of course, he quickly fucked that up, so making it never happen to begin with won't really affect much, right? The only other issue I can think of is if WWE CW eventually led to NXT, which eventually led to the most consistently entertaining product WWE has put out in decades. But NXT in its current form is basically an extension of FCW rather than ECW uh, as an offshoot of the reality show version of NXT. So I think we would have still uh, have that worked out in the end. Anyway, love the show. So glad you're back around the oaken table and keep up the good work. And echoing his nomination is Neil Robinson, also on the Facebook page, who says, I'm going to go with ECW One light Stand 2. Uh, now, this is not because I adore, absolutely loathe ECW. Has anything in the history of wrestling been more romanticized than ECW, he says? That's another no. story. If only there was an archive of a previous podcast where such a thing could be discussed, he uh, drops in there for a lovely plug. Uh, so, if One Night Stand 2006 doesn't take place, we don't get the Jerry Lawler Taz Joey Styles debacle no hardcore big show no big Guido on a WWE pay-per-view no balls Mahoney Rey Mysterio not having to waste his time with Sabu Mick Foley Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer bringing Edge down to the absolute bottom of the bowl with that shitty feud granted the reaction to Cena was amazing at first but it quickly grew old the only positive was RBD winning the world title but that was four and a half years too late and even that went up in smoke a few weeks later and finally, if this show doesn't happen, then there's no shitty ECWC show. It was a shit show with a shit legacy. 2006 was shit enough, as it was so dropping this into Room 101 can perhaps go some way to improving the second half of that year.
1: I remember Strong takes! I remember where I was when Ezekiel Jackson beat Christian for the belt on the final show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do, Carl. Like it was yesterday. This This is an interesting one, because after the first one, there was... So much energy around how good of a show it was, and how unique of a show it was, that people are like, "What's next? What could we do? Look how good this was! If we could channel this into a company of some kind, look
1: at, look at the DVD sales. Look
2: at the DVD. There's clearly an audience for this. There's clearly something unique about this. I'd say in terms of business, I mean, I get, I get the logic. This, the, 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 the butterfly effect that's gonna that's prevalent in this this nomination. But if you go, you're doing that, yeah, you probably say the first one. That cuts it because if you don't, it, once the first one happens. I think the genies at the bottle mm, yeah it's inevitable as you say the, the, that momentum is always going to happen the perceived momentum is always going to happen and oh, that's so tough. so if you're cutting one you cut the first
0: oh man that's tough because that it. first show is so yeah. much
1: fun got to cut it off at the knees oh, that's not it's the not good. even
2: at the knees it's cutting the growth as it's, as it's starting mm-hmm. to, to fester a little bit so, I mean if I'm just saying that's if if that's the premise to, to cut this one, mm. cutting this one doesn't happen because uh, the second would still have happened because of the momentum of the first. If you cut out the second, it still grows somewhere else. I think so. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's obviously part of the rationale here with trying to justify whether or not we want to banish these shows forever. it is of course the butterfly effect. It's part of the interesting discussion we'll have here. If and I think you're right, I think that if this because, you know, not that it matters, but TNA yeah. did their own knockoff one and, and Shane Douglas oh, did his God. own version of this as well, um, with the hardcore homecoming shows and oh God, yeah. it probably would have happened anyway. And it probably would have been as sad a, maybe maybe not as grandiose and grand scale a disaster as uh, as the real ECW re- revival, but uh, maybe we don't get Kevin Thorne, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't really, I don't know. As a show itself, I actually I thought that the, the, the uh, I think that Neil was a little bit harsh on the uh, Rey Mysterio Sabu match because I really remember that. That was, that was a lot of fun.
1: I th- I think what Sarah's at is the fact that we'd go to a gutless no contest. Oh, the
0: the, 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 the questionable doctor. Yes. With a bow tie.
1: Um, Let's see, that guy's have- PhD. I have always loved that reaction to Cena it was great because it's organic it was, a- it it's was organic. authentic it was it's authentic. authentic and yeah there's, there's, you know, there's genuine emotion in that at, at that point it's not the, the sort or pantomime type response that you get in yeah. later years which which he played up to but and the way he carried himself in the fence brilliant. on that night he was a walking star. down yeah. holding the belt with his head, head down, down
0: yeah the fucking toilet wall flying thing. he throws the shirt out it comes flying back the big angry black dude spits oh, on him and gives oh, him a, fuck oh, you
1: oh, oh he scares the shit out of me to scare that boy. yeah you're that, not you're, you're not fucking me that guy
0: that guy you. was tremendous he was tremendous um
1: it's annoying because the show doesn't if you look at it in its entirety it doesn't stack up that well really um and i do I do love the the thoughts that the emails were given into this one I, I like this, this the butterfly effect sort of logic for how we can avoid it but unfortunately Kieran's uh Kieran's remarks I'm having a hard time disagreeing with oh, I so on that <laughs> basis
2: was well, balls mahoney? the only thing I will say wasn't Pauls Mahoney and Masata Tanaka like a really awkward match to watch uh, not
1: so much awkward in the it sense head, of awkward it, headshots it, of chairs it, it, the it was, there was only one was there, I, that no. that was there was, the thing. was one headshot
0: so they had a series in ECW where they would blast each other yeah, repeatedly yeah, yeah. with these chairs now Orsman awesome Tanaka like the year before they did absolutely just repeatedly and, just kill each other with these chairs and
1: this is part of the problem with the, with this Pauls Mahoney Tanaka match isn't it? knowing what we know now you think yeah okay thank god that they didn't go hell for leather on each other's noggins on that night but everyone immediately remembered Tanaka and Orson from the year before so when you do the Mahoney Tanaka match one it chair doesn't shot. have a lot and it's one chair shot to the and it's over and you can see the people in the crowd yeah. like what the fuck everyone just deflates and yeah um, nice. I'm, I'm leaning towards not putting this in room 101 I, I can't put it in because of because of Kieran's opening remarks it's hard to argue. I, mean, I, I can't. <laughs> I, can't I, I can't argue with the logic, though. You're right. If if, if you want to stop the the, the events that, that happen after this show, you stop it at the source. It's it's source control, and I don't want to get rid of that first show again. Okay. So, for that basis, yeah. I have to keep the second.
2: No from Carl, no from me. I'm a no too yeah alright it's staying just because I thought John was fantastic we yeah exactly ones. that's
0: it I, I love that moment and there's this the bits of merit in there that I like on that show so I, I'm, I'm voting against it we'll move now Harmonic generates on the UK fanform has a few that he nominates um, actually I should mention that we did get a few over the edge 99 nominations so people trying to use this power for good and, uh, and Chris Benoit a tribute show that kind of got booted off as well I think uh, HG was on that but uh, we'll, we'll stick strictly to those to, to the ones that are actually no, you know, not no brainers um he says, I'll send the episode where Vince's limo blows up to Room 101, the episode of Raw. Terrible angle, soapy hokiness at its worst, I'll happily lose it from history. It ended up going nowhere and had to be abandoned because of the Benoit thing. So getting rid of it loses the awkwardness of that. Plus you don't have the horrible feeling of them doing ten bell salutes and things for Vince being pretend dead when Hall of Famer Sensational Sherry has actually died. And they really can't acknowledge it because it would ruin the wrestling angle hard to argue with that
1: <laughs> to argue yeah,
0: yeah I think that uh, this is one of those ones that I think might be a quick
2: and easy they tried to put it in room 101 themselves didn't they so... <laughs> yeah pretty much did yeah yeah. He came back with the air uh, the... along with them while ironically and getting in there with
0: him yeah so I think that might be the first nomination so uh, episode of Raw where Vince gets blown up in a limo hit the bricks <laughs> his next nomination a bit farther back he says I'll send away Insurrection 2002 as obscure a choice as any Republican are hear uh, not because of uh, what was on the show like the evidence of the first time they tried pushing Bradshaw as a single star and not because <laughs> we'd lose one of the last hurrahs of the 24-7 rule but because we don't have this show the plane ride from hell doesn't happen if the plane ride from hell doesn't happen things change I'm thinking Mr. Perfect I'm thinking Scott Hall but there's other issues play in that story who knows how differently Rob might have turned out if it had never happened Insurrection two thousand and two, um, not a uh, not a fine
1: no I mean, program. I think you could you could argue you could stick this in purely on the basis of the the just general nothingness of every UK pay per view outside of uh, one night only. Well, more on that later. Um, <laughs> but where I disagree with the email and I don't think that's. If the plane ride from hell doesn't happen, I don't think it changes that much. Kurt Henning is not going to be a focal point of the company, regardless. Maybe he hangs around a bit longer than he does here, but it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. They're still going to push Brock Lesnar, regardless. I don't really see anything particularly consequential with doing away with the plane ride from hell.
0: Scott Hall was going to fuck up anyway <laughs> Let's Yeah, to be honest
1: well we, we, when we're talking about ramifications it, we're really we're talking about you know the time of things we're talking about the chronology of things i i still firmly believe these the events that happened would have happened Henning gets released sooner rather than later Hall fucks up sooner rather than later Lesnar is going to be pushed anyway so you know you you, know, you lose the great story of Golders trying to serenade Terry whilst clearly being three (laughs) sheets to the wind, and the suggestion that Flair was walking around in nothing but his robe.
0: About Michael Hayes's Muller getting chopped off by X Pac—that's a good one. Yeah, I don't want to lose that. (laughs) I have to keep that. Bradshaw knocking him out.
1: Yeah, I can see it. Um, So yeah, so I wouldn't—I wouldn't wouldn't throw it in on the basis of the plane ride from hell being consigned to history either. But um, as a pay per view in a standalone sense, pretty worthless. Pretty worthless. Could go in on that basis. No one would miss it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to reserve
0: judgment on this one. I, I'm going to say no for the specific one show. I, I don't, it's, it's to me. It's inoffensive. It's not great, but it's. It's not. I don't hate it enough to throw it in. It's just
1: there. It, you don't. You don't have a strong enough opinion either way to. Care. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't.
0: I, don't, I almost don't want to sully room one one with with ones that aren't absolutely bottom of the barrel. This is bottom of the barrel stuff we're talking today. As far as I'm concerned. Mm. So on that basis, I'll say no.
1: Oh. Yeah, on the base of what I've said about the plane ride from hell I'll, I'll save it uh, yeah well I'm
2: ambivalent <laughs> you abstain uh, yeah. there you go
1: they could have just called it ambivalence 2002 <laughs>
0: shouldn't <them. laughs> great name for a UK baby we've got some more foreign shows to talk about here Harmonic Generator uh, starts a, 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 a slew of votes for this finally I'll go modern and get rid of the two Saudi Arabia shows from this year we don't, get, we don't have to fuck with Royal Rumble canon by wondering if the greatest Royal Rumble counts as a proper rumble or not I say no <laughs> We don't fuck Shawn Michaels' possible one and only comeback match And what was, for me, the worst match of the year And mostly, you don't have the spectre of a ten year commitment for Saudi blood money And the propaganda spouting and the ban on female performers and Sami Zayn And the stuff that's really not going to feel right down the line And doesn't feel right now either It affects nothing because the show's are meaningless But you're saving WWE time in the long run for years later When they have to pretend these shows never happened Niall Clark on the Facebook page says, Any of the Saudi Arabia shows are a candidate for me. The fact WWE associates itself with that country is nauseating, and Brock winning back the world title does nothing to help things. And a smart Mark 15 on pro wrestling only says, Crown Jewel, specifically the last one, "Uh, what a rotten display of some of the absolute worst practices of the biggest company in the world. A cash grab of millions for an oppressive prince who cares nothing for the industry and even less for the basic human rights of his people and citizens. It's disgusting that WWE chose to continue this show despite the overwhelming Call for them to cut ties with Saudi Arabia, and it continues to send the message that dollars rule over all, even some basic decency. On the show, you need only read the results to understand how shit it was, which is all I did, considering what a nightmare everything about this show was. Opening with racist American Hulk Hogan coming down to tell us that forgetting the past is okay as long as we get a few brother-brothers in. Then Shane man makes reality of an internet joke and gets crowned the best in the world, because screw that Phil Brooks guy. Brock Lesnar continues his reign of terror by burying the hottest babyface to challenge his precious spot and brings us back to a world where the Universal Challenge... Champion shows up six times a year then finally four men who should have picked up their ball and gone home years ago to let their legacies lie decide that wrestling 30 minutes for a dead crowd is the best idea and a few minutes in Triple H tears his boob hates everything about this show so there you go Crown Jewel
1: 2018 um, I mean it, it doesn't it doesn't sit well with you the, the circumstances surrounding the show and their. The way they just sort of try to palm it off in one way of just, you know, in the build-up to flying out there. You know, we've got Crown Jewel coming up. We won't tell you where it is, in which case you won't work it out, and we'll be in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Cha-ching! <laughs>
1: money, money, money! Um, yeah, it, it, it's... There's a... Obviously, there's a... a cloud hanging over the show to say nothing of recent weeks where they've thrown in the old dismembered line on Raw t- 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 yeah. and all this cape it almost sounds like they're trolling us at this point um, how can it but not be? To- yeah. <laughs> I assume that's what dismemberment
0: to- is not good for gonna- corporate business <laughs> yeah. says Stephanie McMahon She <laughs> of sympathetic 9-11 speech fame by the way we're talking about uh, these geopolitical. Uh, yeah. political uh, just remember
1: be a star folks mm-hmm. be a star um but I think you can make, you can make a, a damn good case for this show going in, even if you take away the extenuating circumstances surrounding it. The crowd are dead. The wrestling is bloody awful. <laughs> Sean does nearly kill himself with that moonsault for no good reason.
0: Never have I seen one man um, try so
1: hard to
3: get
0: yeah, so little, little out of three yeah. arseholes.
1: <laughs> you don't really need to see the bar versus the new date again. Um, and Sh- Shane McMahon, oh, I just—it's just you could you could throw it in there just for Shane McMahon alone, frankly.
0: Yeah, just because what a gigantic schlong in the face it is <laughs> when you have to watch this whole tournament for a Shane McMahon win at the end, and I'm sure there's some kind of storyline implications that are coming to this. But I'll bet, I'll bet in six months they could have done without doing
1: this. I mean, you got. Mysterio versus Orton. He hasn't even mentioned which, that often you know, recently. Which you know, we've seen for years. You've got... Where is it? Where is it? Where is the other one? Ziggler-Rollins that we've seen countless times recently.
0: And these are all short matches too, these torch matches. Awesome. Yeah. There's nothing to them. They're just kind of, thank you, drive through, just get in, get out, <laughs> return home under the cover of darkness <laughs> with a big bag of money. So yeah, I I, I, I kind of... Sympathise. I To me, the strongest argument for this, first of all, the comedy of Brock Lesnar winning the belt again.
3: <laughs> like, I,
1: when, bro, oh, people lost their collective minds over that Yeah, one. That,
0: was, that, was, that was amusing to me. Cause just because it's like, I'm not really all on the Braun Strowman Express, but if they're going to be, they probably should have just gone with him. But they just gave it to Brock, and in such a hilariously poorly executed <laughs> fashion where he just fucking steamrolls him. <laughs> And then, of course, like I say, the, the, the biggest thing for me for Room 101 is, is Sean's return. That's it. Does that uh, encapsulate by that moment at the end of the show when they just sat in the corner together and Sean just looks at Triple H and says, we're too old for this? Yes, you are, all of you, including The Undertaker. Get out.
1: Well, that, that, that's the other thing. Take, even if you say it's not The Return of Sean and it's some other Undertaker match, it's Undertaker, who I don't miss. You know, how can I miss you if you won't go away who do you team with and stay away uh, some cool. unknown individual who I think has been useless for about 20 years
2: <laughs> I, I feel a bit responsible for this match all this you owe me four years Sean uh, banging on this show about it. yeah exactly um, obviously he listens yeah or um, well, someone does um, I'm sorry I was wrong Sean just kick up the feet and uh, enjoy life yeah and, and get a hat
1: <laughs> Leave the memories alone.
0: It's a yes from me for this show.
1: It's, it's a- an astounding yes from me. Yes, yes. yes. It's
0: in. <clears throat> it's in. Room 101 you go. <laughs> Down in 2005 on Pro Wrestling <clears throat> This may be a controversial one, but I'll say it WWE Evolution! Much like the women's Royal Rumble match, in my opinion it was hugely overrated, and the longer it went on, the more annoyed I became by how it was presented. The video packages and talking heads throughout the show became increasingly insufferable, to the point where, for me, it had the opposite effect of what they were trying to achieve. The whole show was an exercise in engineering good PR after the backlash against the Saudi show. The point was then hammered home when Stephanie McMahon, sorry, all of the women, came out at the end of the show to take in their applause rather than being brave enough to have the show be judged on its own merits forcing the crowd to give them a standing ovation and tell them how good and progressive they are just reeked of desperation outside of the video packages and the curtain call WWE could barely be bothered a stripped back set and an uninspired card gave this nothing more than a lazy house show vibe only one match was actually any good the six woman tag has probably happened on Raw every week since this show Nikki Bella comes back to main event because of course she does and then disappears again and nothing quite says evolution and the by attrition leader going over the current main roster performers in the opening match. The whole thing was lazy, predictable and safe, and encapsulated WWE in 2018 in a nutshell. This actually could have been something special and interesting if they put some thought and care into it. Instead, nothing of any consequence happened on the show. Nothing was progressed, and it's almost as if it never happened. It was simply an exhibition, a make good to the women, and nothing would have changed if the show didn't exist. Plus... G probably thinks this is the greatest show of all time <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so that's reason enough
2: to put it in
3: yes <laughs> oh.
2: if it helps <laughs> I, I think I, you'd like that I put this one into 101 before it even happened I've n- <laughs> never watched I never will watch it so yeah cool let's put it in there wow you're, you're
0: really uh, you're, you're shoving the dirt on this one
1: uh, the, the, the curious thing is I don't think the presentation would have been any different even if Crown Jewel wasn't on the radar.
0: Oh no, this is yeah, the they do. I this. think
1: you take Crown Jewel out of the equation. The presentation is still the same and it's very much an MO for the company at the moment, regardless. You know, it's it's this self congratulatory pat on the back, a wank fest for everyone involved.
0: I'll prefer that term.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, the the curtain call thing, we've seen that con- we've seen that through NXT shows reg- regularly when it comes to the women. I hate that. You, know, you saw it in, on Smackdown in the build up Survivor series where Lynch and Flair hug having been fe- in a blood feud for the last couple of months yeah. You know, the Royal t- Rumble announcement and yeah.
0: they're all in the ring and just hugging each other yeah
1: it's it's, and it's just what
0: the fuck I, are you I, doing
1: here yeah, I, I, I run the risk of sort of sounding what out, happened out, to my business well that's it I, I run the risk of sounding out, out of touch and somewhat dated but that whole idea of, of the escapism of it you want the conflict. You want it to, to you know come across as real, as some sort of genuine rivalries, genuine feuds, whether it's personal or f- for a belt or what have you. You don't want the curtain call at the end, like you're watching some theatre production, which is how the sort of prism through which Vince views these things, remember, we make movies. Yeah. You know, I don't want that everyone come out on stage for your bow and your flowers and the standing applause at the end. No one wants to see that because you're not escaping. You know? it's, it's just being thrown in your face in a rather blunt, obvious way. Oh, look, you've just watched this self-contained show. This is a nice, you know, here's your three-hour variety show. Tune in on Monday for another one.
0: Yeah, the, 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 I think to me the one thing... Because this did have a few things going for it, the crowd was hotter than a usual pay per view, just because it was of, of the novelty of it, and the Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair match was very good. But even that, the biggest strength of the show, I feel, is, I've, I've kind of soured on just because I think it's been overrated. Actually, I think the Kyrie Sane Shayna Basil match from the NXT Takeover show was better than anything on this show. I don't know if, any, if that's a, a, a view you're inclined to share, but
1: I mean, the thing is, you could have you could have done a different presentation for this, and it. Possibly been more impactful, but that that means giving the company the benefit of the doubt and suggesting that they are really serious about a women's division and a, you know a changing in culture. and you know, God knows they, they talk about this women's revolution in sports as if it's all of a sudden just happened and Serena Williams wasn't dominating for decades beforehand, sort of thing. But I don't, I don't believe their intent has ever really been genuine. I, I think, I think the PR element of it trumps everything else I think that's the prism through which they look at it it's almost like a tick box exercise look what we're doing now for women's wrestling and
0: unfortunately because of the narrowing of the fan base where there's less casual fans than ever and you've got these WWE diehards or if you used call them smart fans who go to every pay per view and actually indulge them with the you deserve it and the claps it's just like watching two sides bullshit each other into believing that they're actually doing something good <laughs> it's so true yeah, so I'm gonna. And, and at the
1: end of the day, it doesn't move the needle in one direction or the not other. Not
0: one, not one. Evolution did not garner that much interest uh, from the old Google statistics that get quoted. Uh, the actual attendance, it was good. Eventually, because the, the the tickets like were selling for like seven dollars a pop on the the secondary market at the end, because like, people, there were so many that the scalpers overestimated how much value these tickets had, and people just apart from outside the, the you know a lot of the hardcores. People didn't go for it until those tickets were dirty. It's, it's,
1: that's shocking to think that people didn't go for a Nia Jax predominant battle royal. You know, well. Can you believe that people didn't want to pay for that? Will, does Ronda Rousey draw a crowd? Absolutely. Do fans really want to see a wrestling Nikki Bella? Probably not. The build-up was good. The, you know, the build-up was fine. But again, if, if you're genuine about shining a light on women's wrestling and a real sense of progression you don't put nikki bella in that main event do you Well, i, would I don't say, think what's the
2: demographic of this demographic makeup of this crowd because tell bellas does a number it so does to number. an audience in theory if you're going to put this i mean you put that match on last you put the biggest female star you've got and nikki bella who's your probably biggest in-house you know to the, to, a, to a segment to the girly segment so did this did this draw a larger female Demographic based than
0: um, felt that way. It did. watching the show felt
2: that's, that way? It's fine then. I'm. I, it's. I've got no problem with it. It's fine. It's just not. I'm not interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not it's oh, I don't have to mention all the things we've mentioned. Yeah. Well, that's the before. thing. Uh, well, uh,
1: the one thing I would say, just for a clarification, as part of a tick box exercise to miss myself, to show that I'm not some sort of, you know, raging misogynist here. In many ways, they present the men in exactly the same way with these self-contained three-hour shows and then you don't, you're not supposed to remember anything after the fact and I hate that just as much
0: yeah, that's the thing I think that the reason why people might be inclined to vote this into interview 101 is not necessarily anything to do with the show itself it's all the fluff around it now of course some of that is actually on the show so when it's on the show it does become part of the discussion it becomes
1: nauseating it
0: becomes, yeah, and that really does like just feel like a hammer on the head it's not a bad show for the ma- the matches aren't bad, you know. Well, you know, one, you know there's, nothing, there's there's a lot of average on there, but there's a couple of good good matches on there. So I'm I'm not sold on voting it in completely.
1: Well, to, to, to let's just you know, I don't want to be a killjoy here, but to get rid of any sense of uh, suspense here, Kieran's already voted it in, and I will. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Well, but, okay, okay. Uh, you <laughs> may, you may be wavering somewhat, perhaps. I'll I'll let you answer that, but I'm voting it in still. It's on you.
2: Oh, what? oh man, I was trying to put it on you. I was because I was going to vote. I was going to vote to leave it because for some, just because I don't like it. I, I think there's value in it for someone else. I just don't like the way so much is presented about it. But I would be killing my own gimmick, so fuck it. Let's put it in. All right,
0: it's in. Sorry, evolution. <laughs> Sorry, girls. But you say on, you say you want an evolution. <laughs> Richie Edwards on Pro Wrestling only gets to one of the main ones here, is looking forward to having this discussed. Starcade nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> Now, as you have covered in the past with rebooking shows, it would be possible to save WCW from a booking standpoint after '97. However, I see this as where the rot really sets in and hammers home the bullshit of the NWO main events that would never change. That main event is one of the worst matches ever in terms of the match itself and what it showed going forward. The most blindingly obvious thing in the world: a Sting squash over Hogan was not done, and he was just worked over very slowly by Hogan, and then all that bullshit with the finish. You also on the show fucked up bret hart as soon as he comes in this sets the precedent for bret going forwards not really being used at all outside of one flare match after which the program was dropped and maybe the owen tribute match oh and this show has bagwell and Lex go 17 minutes let that sink in surely that is enough for it to be thrown in the void forever uh, norcross rd on their 4w board says stark 97 should have been wcw's triumphant victory and was heels winning just about every match and then the horrible main event DJ Convoy replies to him and says, I think Starcade was the one time... Uh, sorry, I think Starcade was the first time where I had a job and had my own money, so it may have been my first big boy on my own purchase of a pay-per-view. I almost gave up on WCW completely afterwards. Such a disappointing show. And The Wood on WrestlingForum.com says, Can WCW post July 6th of 1998 count as one long TV show? Like, Ric Flair gets out the shower and Arn realizes it was all a dream. <laughs> I want to cut so much out of WCW, but there were just too many choke points. If you get rid of Halloween Havoc 98, where the log roll wasn't the only log left in the ring, you still have these overarching issues with Goldberg not being featured as world champion. I mean, WCW ran overtime on pay-per-views twice and didn't tell providers, causing them to refund paying customers. There are so many fucking problems here that just erasing one show doesn't work. It may be cliche to say, but maybe Starkade 97 is the answer. As your Monday Night War timeline uh, demonstrates, the ratings actually did get stronger afterwards, but this was a moment where WCW went from being the Hot Topic to actually being Hot Topic. Uh, Bret Hart being used the way he was. Hogan's thing, it's all a bit of a mess. This is where an overhaul really needed to happen, and someone with foresight really should have come in, taken control and cracked the whip hard, and not in a way that DDP or the Booty Man would have liked. So uh, there you go, there's your nomination. It's bound to come up.
1: Well, as we've reached the stage of the podcast where we refer to WCW, I think it's only appropriate that I bring this into the equation
0: because it is needed.
1: Absolutely.
2: Hang on. Hang
3: on.
1: There right. we You're
0: go. Right, Carl. You're right. Um. Ninety-seven. Now we're all fully prepared for this yeah. discussion.
1: I, I one thing I will say is, even in your wildest dreams, you have to accept. Hogan's never getting squashed. In any way the match is laid out, Sting is not going in there and just killing him. That being said, the show could have been perfectly fine in a competitive match that Sting just goes over cleanly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that wouldn't leave the sour taste in people's mouths. No. Yeah. You know, um Of course we know that doesn't happen. And yet what should have been billed as the I think what was it Alvarez called it in the book, the ultimate WCW revenge show? Yeah. Which, which is a, a perfect way to sort of think about the, the, the layout of the show and what you'd want from it. You instead get you the know, Norton Vincent and Savage beating Ray Trailer and the Steiners. <laughs> yeah, what what Randy Savage has done to be put in that <laughs> match? <laughs> no, the, same he, with, he the Steiners. It
0: wasn't supposed to be. We talk about it on the timeline. Savage was called oh, in as no? a last minute replacement to, to fill the void of somebody else. Who it was is escaping me. Um, I think it might have been Conan. But uh, the whole idea was that he, he was the filling guy, and he said he'd only do it if he went over. And, uh, of course, this was supposed to be a WCW victory, this match. Savage said he'd only do it if he went over, and he didn't want to pin Ray Traylor because he considered him a jobber. That he didn't want to pin, he wanted to pin a star. He wanted to pin one of the Steiners, so I think he pinned Rick. Poor, yeah.
1: Poor big boss, man.
0: <laughs> He's not even good enough to to Randy Savage. <sighs> good. <sighs> Yeah, he'll have a last laugh two years later when he's putting the rock on, Raw <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What the fuck is up with that? Good, good point,
1: well made. Um, even aside from that, yet yeah, Bagwell Luger, 17 minutes is too long. And why the hell is Buff Bagwell going over in the WWE Revenge show? Yeah.
0: Kevin Ash not there to lose to the Giants. Raven not able to wrestle Chris Benoit. Well, and Benoit loses against to Barry, Barry Saturn. Saturn. And Ben does the worst promo by the way. In. He's had some shitty ones, but... Is I re- when I rest, I rest in reason. I'm trying to be, like, poetic, like, yeah! Yeah. yeah. Poetic like Raven. Oh, it's rancid.
1: Uh, yeah, Zabisco Bischoff, which nobody wants to see. No finish. And then, yeah, just... Sting Hogan being what he is, and the, just the misuse of Bret Hart, which would just... I think the best way I can describe this show is, is the fact that it... And I, kind of what the emailer is there is it sets a tone, doesn't it? Mm. It sets a tone for the next sort of year to eighteen months, where even though business does better in '98, largely built off the goodwill of previous years, you see the the just the the rot take hold yeah. of of all the, all the bad things that happen with this company, and all, all the you know the wrong decisions that are made that you know. It all sort of. Starcade '97 sets the tone, and the rot sets in as we go forward. And it does. It, it did just emphasise that, despite how it's been built, despite the fact that this is supposed to be Sting's triumphant return, nothing is going to change.
3: Hearing
0: your thoughts, are you gonna? Are you oh, gonna? It's a
1: tough one.
2: I, for the sake of this being, WCW's probably one of their I say their biggest fuck up it's one of their biggest fuck ups yeah the, 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 the Sting Hogan finish and everything that encapsulated and the way that went down I'm based on that alone and based on the fact that let's give WCW a chance to survive let's just give it a chance the old college try I'm, I'm prepared to put this in yeah in the sake of yeah just erasing this one pretend there was a failure on pay-per-view and let's hope that by the next day that cool heads have prevailed and I can watch something better <laughs> um, that's, the best that, that's literally my ration half
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't make a case for putting the show in 101 to save it in some sort of butterfly effect notion I just think, it's just not going to happen <laughs> we can try we can pray but they could have done this show can, better That's but the they thing. could have done this show better and I will put this I will happily put this in as a standalone show yeah. fully accepting that if we eliminate this show by the time we get to January and sold out we'll probably just do it in front of a smaller crowd yeah I just think it was such
2: for their biggest show of the year I know. and the biggest show they built it was such a monumental fuck up that main event I'll give them, a, give them give... everything
0: they paid for... when you think yeah. about it like that it's like this was the biggest buy rate they ever did this, in essence, is like I always think of this show as like is this it, is like their WrestleMania three. Yeah. This is like the big show with the two guys, the two people that they built up for so long. They're gonna wrestle. It's gonna be this big epic clash. And then, of course, yeah, you get a few years of goodwill after that, like they did in WWF. And this was just done so badly. Like this, is like, as as good as WrestleMania three was from an execution standpoint in terms of the right guys all going over in the right fashion. Oh yeah, th- this is the other end of the spectrum. This is the polar opposite. This <laughs> is the polar opposite. So for that alone. I'm voting yes. This is going to room 101. Standalone show or no? Do, Do it again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Must try harder.
0: Max Power on the UK fan forum says I'll go with Royal Rumble 1998 no pay-per-view no back injury is his rationale here there we go then you get a series of Austin vs. Michaels in late summer August of 98 instead of watching The Undertaker lumber around in slow motion main events it would have been utterly fascinating to watch Sean try and hold onto his spot with the Austin juggernaut running right through him (laughs) (laughs) you then maybe get a face (coughs) turn to go up against Heel Rock around Christmas with DX Collision at WrestleMania 15 oh sorry DX Collision I should say at WrestleMania 15 where Sean squashed Triple H and leaves him in the mid-card for life Imagine a healthy Michaels mixing it up with Angle and Benoit in late 2000, or turning back healing and going against The Rock. Having said that, with Triple H still around in late 98, you probably don't get the rise of The Rock. So fuck it. Let him smash his spine to pieces, actually. <laughs> <laughs> any, not, not a conviction there. No, Some max power. Uh, a,
1: a wonderful wish list that's trotted out, followed by a complete 180. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> I can't put this show in. I think this show's no. got such a great
1: no, vibe to it. I I love the vibe to this show. Yeah. You know, Mike Tyson doing, you know, going nuts in the skybox, you know, Cone Stold is the best and all that jazz. Shane McMahon before he's best in the world just, you know, being a nice patsy there, glomming <laughs> with Mike. That that's all good fun. Um Is is, is the wrestling the best in the world on the show? No. But it's a hot crowd. It's one of the best re- reactions I can remember. Vader getting towards the end of his. Oh, run. the
0: Vader bomb finish at the end of that
1: match. Yeah, with, lo- with Luna, you, know, you know, perfectly fine opener. Yeah. right Vader's guy goes over, over. With, with a, you know, with a, with a you know, a, a nice novel ending. Um, the the minis match is what it is. The rival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. And you know, you got you know Sunny in those tight shorts. Uh, moving on. Um, the. How can, how can I put it the further development for oh, like a better term of The Rock this is a huge night for The Rock that's the reason. Yeah. Why,
0: that's one of the main reasons why I could first of all Austin awesome wins the Rumble yeah. there's no way this is going in just for, for, for that alone. but the, the Rock in the match with Shamrock and then with entering the, number 4 and then yeah. going till the end it's like
1: and the, the brass nooks bit's it's a lovely a lovely little piece yeah
0: yeah Oh, hit me with the brass nooks after you slipped in Shamrock's tights. that's good stuff but yeah I, I just think I, I couldn't put this show in for many of the reasons why I did put Starkade 97 in. the Starkade 97, a show that should have been good, done bad. This show, with not the best roster, especially in that Rumble match. But great execution but going towards many. As fast as you can, and everything is in its proper place, as the old uh, Radiohead song goes. And, there, and, and I mean, this is just a big one where it's like, you can see The Rock's going to be a star. It, it, it fit, this is one of the first shows where I really felt like The Rock's going to be a star. like A, a big star, he's going to be a big deal, this guy. So uh, yeah, I'm not putting this in.
2: Um, and if we do in the butterfly effect as we know with Sean he wasn't actually that hurt anyway yeah and he was more pissy about the aforementioned spot disappearing to to Steve so um, he would probably have had a hissy fit and pissed someone off because he was coked up backstage at some point anyway yeah Uh, so he probably would have disappeared for at least a year maybe two maybe 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 all four who knows yeah. So
0: he was going to come back when the time was right and when his head was straight and when Vince
2: wanted him back there you go, <laughs> there you go.
0: so let's move on now to a, a strong strong candidate here uh, Suki Singh on the uh, Facebook page says Great American Bash 2004 oh god means we never get to see JBL as the champion woe is us we never get to see Undertaker commit murder on live TV never get to see the Dudleys main event at pay-per-view we never get to see Luther Reigns vs. Charlie Haas Mordecai vs. Bob Holly Kenzo Suzuki vs. Billy Gunn all live on pay-per-view and Tiger Rick on the UK fanform backs this one up in the hope that we avoid the horror of the JBL title reign because they get bored of him and think of something else by the next show. Or maybe Eddie adjusts to the pressure of being the champ. Or the world ends. Anything's better. We'd also never have to see the Dudley Boys versus The Undertaker main event a pay-per-view and Paul Bearer wouldn't be murdered in porridge. I am
1: going to say, that's it. It was The Undertaker in the arena with the ready brick. Yeah. <laughs> um...
0: This show fucking. Stinks. I mean, let's just. I hate this let's, show. <laughs> let's just, this is look, my least look, favorite yeah, of all. We time.
1: we we put a fair bit of analysis into, you know the evolution for the women's show. I don't feel we really need to do this for a Great American Bash show for. Just listen for the or, Yeah. All I would say is, even if you take Undertaker and Dudley's out of the equation, take JBL and Guerrero out of the equation, as galling as both of those are, and you want them to be banished from the history books if you just take away those two matches and pretend they're not there, the rest of the card is enough to merit it going in alone. Just look at... Suzuki and Billy Gunn, Mordecai and Hardcore Holly. Just the I is the end don't- of Mordecai's push, because
0: Bob Holly wouldn't sell for it.
1: Luther, Reigns and Charlie Haas. First of all... If ever, if ever there is a poster child for the argument against brand-only pay-per-views, Experience. This is it.
0: This is it. Look at the people. Patient who go, X. Look, look at the people that go over on this show: John Cena, Luther Reigns, Rey Mysterio, Kenzo Suzuki, Sable, Mordecai, JBL, The Undertaker. Sable's like the third best worker of the people.
1: <laughs> well, I just said that opening match of Cena Booker T Dupree and RVD. I mean, yeah, had Duprees in there for for what it's worth. But when you take when you take, when you take when you take Cena who's, who's clunky but over. And you take away two guys who can work in Booker T and RVD out of the equation. Who the fans love. And then look what you're left with the rest of the bloody show.
0: Yeah, it's, it, this, this is... And the thing is, too, this crowd is dead for this show. I mean, I don't blame them.
1: To say nothing of how terrible it is that Billy Gunn... Billy Gunn, not Billy Gunn. Billy Kidman has to pretend to perv on his actual wife.
0: Yeah. Well you know. <laughs> Bill and Cuban, who didn't, by the way, make the card. I was going to say, where <laughs> was he? I was looking.
1: He was in the paddling pool with Tory, Spike Dudley and someone else. Funaki,
0: I'm pretty sure it was Funaki. Of course it was. Paul London does make the card.
1: Uh, wasn't this the one that had uh, Little Guido with Dawn Marie in the back as well? He was going about guys with big feet. It
0: may have been. I think it probably I was. don't know. It's about the only
1: redeeming feature of the show, frankly.
0: <laughs> was it? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> again the fact that the only, it felt like the only people who were over were the people in the first match Ray but Ray that reaction didn't hold because the, the Chavo match as I remember it wasn't really up to much unfortunately oh, yeah, um, and Eddie and Eddie lost and it was oh, just that, that disbelief talk about dis- yeah talk about fuck <laughs> when Eddie lost Whew. the belt and it's was, to Bradshaw no one had
1: any reason to think that Guerrero was losing to Bradshaw nor should they no
2: nor should they it wasn't even on last. It wasn't even on last. No, we and got to send the
0: fans home happy. And
1: it's the start of a... <laughs> it's the start of a ten-month rain.
0: It wasn't even a stopgap.
1: No. It just holds it. Yeah. Which the ratings don't did. Yeah,
0: well, uh, yeah. No Mercy 2004, not lauded for its record high buy rate, as you mentioned before, Carl. Uh, so this is possibly one of the Fuck easiest. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Get in the bin and set it and fill it with porridge.
1: I'm going to say, if if it's not going down, start stamping on the fucking thing, just, yeah.
0: (laughs) Tiger Rick is back for a second nomination. Wasn't there a TNA pay-per-view that had both that horrendous electrified cage match with the gimmick lights and sounds straight out of 1984, and the blindfold match where the blindfolds didn't work? I want to say it was Harrison Storm in the blindfold match. That needs to be erased. Uh, Wyatt Sheep Mask on the UK fan forum says yes, it was lockdown 2007. The pay per view that saw two candidates for worst match of the year uh, in many a poll. The blindfold match really is something else. They got the hoods there that day and they were said to be unusable, so Giant Define got his sewing kit out and made what they ended up using, so fuck knows how bad the originals were. James Storm is great when he has to put the hood back and pretend he can't see, and it seems to last for an ice age, yet only goes nine minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, a another one of TNA's fine offerings TNA actually has a, a slew of of shows that you could easily bin off in, in, in Room 101
1: oh yeah there's a great um, uh, I mean that's a promotion oh yeah promotion just put the promotion in there for Christ's sake why limit it to one show but there's a, a slew of great uh, videos on YouTube it was just, it's just the, the Brian and Vinny show when they're reviewing some of the worst TNA's hilarious stuff yeah yeah, if the anyone, yeah, if, if you need something to listen to in the background while you're doing other things, I, I can't recommend that highly enough. Um, that electrified cage match—it's <laughs> just—it's terrible enough as a concept. The execution's bad. Bad. I'm trying to be kind because I I even despite I think the the worst part of it all is the fact that Team 3D go over <laughs> the one the one good act in TNA at this stage LAX yeah and they lose to Brother Ray and Brother Devon. it's the cage
0: it's like made out of like it's a shit cage dude. it's not even a steel cage no, it's like it's, wire isn't it it's, on a, this show? it's all just shit it's just yeah. like big, it's like a steel frame with like wires running through and yeah it's like that, you know, electrify the cage, and then they they dim the lights to the uh, the glacier blue hue, and then you can just hear this zzzz over, clearly over it's, the it's, PA.
1: It, it's just it's it's too, it's like peak Mounty with the shock stick back <laughs> yeah. in ninety two. Yeah, Ugh, it's just and the
0: blindfold match is absolutely shot with the blindfolds. Basically, I just keep it for people haven't seen it. Just keep falling off yeah. every time they take a bump, and the fans are just booing it mercilessly. Plenty of Fire Russo chants on this show For those of you who enjoy that kind of thing
1: As was the start at the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah not, not a good one now, the, I remember there being like some kind of little strains Of like decency throughout the rest of the show The main event I remember watching and having fun with like, the, the Lethal Lockdown match which is like Angle, Joe, Rhino, Sting and Jar against Christian AJ, Steiner, Abyss and Tomko Which isn't a bad match Um so, for those of you who want to hang out on that, maybe AJ takes kind of a crazy bump off the top to the floor at the end. Basically, it's AJ trying to do a one-man show, which at that point in time he was uh, quite a adept at doing. So, uh,
2: you know what? A show with two matches is that bad. Yeah, those two are particularly particularly embarrassing matches to watch. Yeah, and, I, and I've never, that's a good point.
1: I remembered from this and looking at this that Bob Backlund also makes an appearance. Yep.
2: He's a ref, isn't he? Yep. Loki
0: and Austin Aries, refereed by Bob Backlund.
1: And really, I've I've never really cared for Shark Boy or Sanjay Dutt. Oh, yeah, Shark Boy can do one. Yeah,
0: so um, it's a yes for me. Yeah, yes for me. Yeah, throw it in. Lockdown to. You've got to have a TNA competition there. So there you go, lockdown is in. Noid on TPWW forum says, This is such a tricky question that I've given some thought to all week. It's easy to just throw out a disembent dismember and call it a day, but what does that really change? ECW was still a reanimated corpse, and featured reanimated corpses such as Zombie, The Sandman, and Bob Holly. (laughs) (laughs) And Heyman was still on his final straw. And 2006 still sucks so bad you need gut, you guys had to be bucket. Go Shelton! (laughs) <laughs> Whenever you do TV episode episodes, I get a bit lost, because a lot of the TV just washes over me. And I've gone back and watched a lot of the more historically important stuff in retrospect, so my thinking on it is purely hypothetical. That's why I'm going with an episode of television that seemed big to me at the time, but actually marked the beginning of the end. The March 26th, 2001 Raw Nitro Simulcast. It was great seeing Vince the happiest he's ever looked outside of a tanning salon, but in, <laughs> but in past podcasts where you've analysed the invasion angle, I think it was Kieran who suggested that the, uh, the angle was kind of dead as soon as he had Shane McMahon be the one who bought the company. It became just another McMahon angle. I'm inclined to agree, because even though I was not privy to the things fans are to now, I knew what I was watching in regard to the invasion just wasn't good, and it all had this WDF McMahon storyline taint. Maybe if you scrap that script and take a different angle from the start, the butterfly effect will see things click more into place, and everything turns out a little bit differently. I mean, you'd still have Taker up there acting like a right cunt, but if the Shane Buys' WCW angle is dropped at the start, maybe it's because they're, avoid doing a, because they're avoiding doing a McMahon angle, which at least starts things off on the right foot. So, interesting. He's wanting to slash the simulcast episode of Monday Night Raw and kind of redo it
2: hmm yeah I, I, I'm I'm. I'm alright of that yeah uh, it was uh, it, it was such a disappointment in retrospect so yeah I mean all those points in terms of being launch points let's just do that slightly different I'm, I'm happy with that I'm happy with that mm. I just think it was going in I remember the anticipation of being a partisan WF fan at the time the anticipation of what that show was going to be yeah. was was exciting, and it was the same excited buzz that presumably the people within the company had, and it was had no no bearing on the reality of the situation that was about to unfold. Um, I think I stand by my point. Yeah. Shane's it was a terrible idea.
0: Okay, well we're not we we've not budged on that from uh, from that perspective. Carl, is there anything that you think might be objectionable here in terms of banishing this show? I mean man you know what we could talk about the invasion all day I, 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 I don't know why actually I know why <laughs> that's a lie I'm we're going through the Man War timeline obviously we, 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 I'm collecting notes obviously for, for the year 2000, 2001 I'm at the end point now of doing the notes for the timeline and looking at the actual breakdown of what happens at the end of WCW and the ref taking it over and how fucking steep the decline is as soon as that happens from, from when WCW goes away and just how uninteresting the actual execution of the invasion is at the start before they even get rolling, I kind of think that you can't have shit. I mean, I don't know who you can get in that role that quick. I think that's the problem. It's like, as soon as you have the opportunity to do this, you've, you've got to act fast, because that's when it's the interest there. If, if, you, if you leave it and come back in three months and say, oh, by the way, WCW's back, and it's with this guy over here, I think a lot of that interest is gone. That that heat at the mm. moment. Oh my god, this is crazy! What we're witnessing. WS has WCW.
1: I think you could probably, you could possibly do it with Flair. Oh,
2: i forgot got under contract.
0: Well, that's I it. I think Flair, Flair at that point, Flair wasn't going to go. He was under the Time Warner deal, and, and they actually wanted him, and he wouldn't go because he had so much money left. So I'm not sure on, on that one
1: rare occasion. Yeah, that was that. That's the one instance where where he actually thinks about the money for the first <laughs> time in his life and deprives us. <sighs> um, I'm a bit more mixed on this one because I, I do think it was sort of a... Up until the end of the show, it did have a sort of a cool vibe to it. It, it was novel. It was something new and just a, a rather surreal night. And I don't think the show is a... You know, I, don't, I don't think there's anything terrible on the show before you get to the end of it. Um, I mean, in an ideal world, I'd like to say that, oh, we could bin this off. This show doesn't happen. And WCW is saved by someone else and there's, you know, live to fight another day or stay of execution. But, you know, that's that's really pie in the sky sort of thinking. Um, What I will say is I didn't have a particularly visceral reaction at the time to it being Shane. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't happy with it. And, like you say, you can think of, you know, if you've got carte blanche, free range, do whatever you want, there's a million other ways you could go that would be better than Shane. But when it comes to the invasion angle, without relitigating too much, I found it far more insufferable when Stephanie's brought out as the owner of ECW. That one rankles me more because, at least with the Shane one, I can kind of compartmentalise and sort of internally tell myself, yeah. he wants to stick it to his old man, so he's gonna buy WC you know in, in a storyline context, sort of a yeah, you know, the progression. anyway. Yeah. So I can sort of buy it. But it's just such a contrast to what ECW is supposed to represent and Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> that I just can't marry the two in any way at the time. And I, I found that far more grating at the time. Um Well but,
0: before, before we continue. Okay. Let's segue <coughs> seamlessly here. Supremo on the UK fan form says that episode of Raw, when ECW joined the invasion, then formed the alliance in the final segment, pop that into room 101, and stretch that storyline over 8 to 10 weeks, like they should have done, without Stephanie, ideally.
1: I'm all for throwing that show in the bin. Yeah? Absolutely. So
0: these, we'll talk about these two kind of side by side, it seems like it fits. The Raw with the simulcast and the ECW yeah. debut alliance and Stephanie Purchase I
1: can't I can't enjoy the emergence of ECW enough because knowing it's, where it's going it's, it's all over well it's all over within the space of 60 minutes <laughs> yeah, like many things in my life <laughs> um, but uh, but no I'd, I, it's just I'd have had far more interest in the idea of the sort of almost guerrilla warfare tactics with ECW not being aligned with either and just picking their spots and you know yeah, I, I think that would be far more far more of an interesting take than where we know they ultimately went with this bloody alliance. Yeah, Especially being there's any fan worth their salt at that point. I know that the internet wrestling community was still a rather small one in relation to what it is now where everybody has some part of the information at, at, at their fingertips. But a lot of fans knew by that point the story of ECW and had heard the WCW raiding argument and, you know, well, well I'd say enough. Enough people knew to know that it, as a, from a storyline standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd happily, th- I'd happily throw that show in the bin because you can still do an ECW angle. Can you like, You can still have a Heyman promo, and you don't have to have the Stephanie involvement. You know what's funny
0: about this? Actually, again, re- again reading these observer notes, a little factoid that came out that I didn't know. I always saw the ECW inclusion in the invasion angle as kind of a reaction to the absolute miserable failure of the bagwell Booker T match the week before, and like how violently the, the WF crowds were rejecting WCW matches.
1: I assume that was the case. Are you going to tell me that's not?
0: Two, I think it was about 10, ten days before the bagwell Booker match, they applied for the trademarks for ECW. So they were already thinking of bringing it in before it ever failed, which... Is very curious. I wouldn't. I'm not citing sabotage. Mm, yeah. I don't but know. at the same time, you think there's an awful lot of people that can that should
2: know that Buff Bagwell is not the right choice. Or mm. well, maybe they just knew, didn't fancy it themselves at that point. They knew. They. So you're saying they knew and they. Well, I think they had kind of already knew. Look, this WCW thing is not what we think it is. We don't. It's, it's not
0: strong enough on its own. We're not going to have the, the strength on its own to actually pull this off.
2: So they, they actually sacrificed Booker and Bagwell?
0: But yeah, particularly Bagwell. Yeah, because think- what perfect guys... Because Booker, they wanted. They liked Booker. Mm-hmm. And they kept him, and they, they treated him well. Bagwell. That's the thing. Months before, months before, they were burying Bagwell verbally. Like They were all saying, we're not going to take Bagwell, we're not yeah. going to take Bagwell. And then all of a sudden, Bagwell's the guy that gets the fucking spot on Raw.
3: Like...
0: Come it, because they knew he'd fuck up. Because they, they could, knew that he'd yeah. fuck it up. Mm. I, it's a conspiracy theory, sure, but I'm, the, the timing of it is so curious.
1: Well, and I suppose we, we know enough about Vince's mentality from the way he books things and the way that they've done the talking head things with WCW over multiple DVD releases, documentaries, what have you. We know that his natural inclination is to think that WCW as a brand. Was never strong enough. Was never all that, and he can't understand why he was losing the war. So he's all to your point, Liam. He's always predisposed to think that way. So it's not a great leap from there for him to think I need something up my sleeve because this isn't going to work. Now I'm going to put Bagwell in that spot, which makes it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. But I need I need something. Yeah. You know, I need some goods in the back just in case. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's
0: a curious one. But to steer this ship back onto on, to, on the um, course. Uh, simulcast as, and this show
1: uh, as the Raw show absolutely in the bin.
0: Kieran, Raw show with their uh, ECW. Oh,
2: ECW, definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's in the bin. So that's a nomination. I, I I love the first hour so much; it's almost enough to sway me away because Van Dam gets brought in, which was awesome. But uh yeah, yeah but he,
1: he debuts at the exact same time as Tommy Dreamer.
0: Mm. So you see, that kind of cancels each other out. It certainly does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As much as I try to convince myself about how I like the, the novelty of a simulcast um, and how sort of interested I was in the show at at the time before you get to the end of it. Um, yeah, I've, I've got to say it go, it goes in to avoid it being McManamania.
0: You you're sticking yeah, yes to this.
2: Lose it, lose it.
0: Moving on here, The Midnight Gertner. Formerly bad news, Gertner, from the TPWW forum, says... <coughs> <Yeah. laughs> Super Bowl 2000, although it's so bad that it's hilarious. I, I, I think I have to beg to differ for <laughs> that first comment. Tank Abbott versus Big Al in a jacket on a pole match where Tank threatens to cut Big Al's fucking head off. <laughs> Big T versus Booker T in a match over the letter T. Hogan versus the total package in an awful match. Not stipulation, that's just what it was. Three Count versus Norman Smiley. They could have at least sang before the match. Kiss Demon vs. The Wall in a special main event. This KPU has a special place in hell. And, uh, annoyed on TVWW form says, I feel like watching this show on loop should be punishment for the next wrestler found guilty at SCG trial. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this one's this one's pretty bad, folks. This is, during the, this is the first Sullivan paper after Russo fucks off oh, well, that in the year 2000. So we'll, we'll be getting to, to talk about this show a lot more detail, thankfully, in our upcoming Monday Night War timeline this, show. This card yeah, is fucking yeah. dire. <laughs> yeah.
1: You notice how the way he talks about that, and immediately I've got dread about going through more yeah. of this timeline again. Yeah,
0: Don't bad. worry. <sighs> the WF side is so much better in 2000. I
1: promise. <sighs> yeah, he just... Let's not beat around the bush too much here. It's a god awful card during a what is at best can be described as a holding pattern for the company it's before Russo and Bischoff return. Then the shit really goes downhill. This is awful, um, This oh, is, is awful. Is.
0: Think about where this company's come from in the last six months. i like, granted, Sid was there then too. <laughs> but here is the champ <laughs> here is the champ and he, it's him and Scott Hall and Jeff Jarrett in the main event Hogan back in the red and yellow to beat Lex
1: Scott Hall's last appearance for the company by the way
0: oh yeah of course it was because he's yeah. yeah um, well I, outside of the picture frame of course from Booker <laughs> T oh fucking hell
2: um, Rick Flair and Terry Funk in, what, again two more old men fighting oh, oh, I mean, just that, to... that is the only thing I'd have any remote interest in yeah <laughs> it's, it's not worth it no okay. it's not it's, Sadly. Uh, it's
1: just yeah. You know, Think about how much you enjoyed the I Quit match in 1989 at the at the Bash. Flair and Funk. Yeah. No, no. Sorry, not not at the Bash. The the Bash was was before this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is not their 1989 (laughs) series. Oh, by the way. Um, (laughs) How about Tank Abbott and Big Al?
2: (laughs) Come (laughs) on,
0: Big Al. Big Al, by the way, one of Tank's friends.
2: Tory (laughs) (laughs) Wilson.
1: Yeah. He's gonna, and he's gonna cut his fucking head off. That's, that's, one, that's one of his friends. Yeah. Um, I could fucking kill you with a knife to his <laughs> throat. The Mama Luke's and David Flair and crowbar.
0: <laughs> Choose me the card. So it's the worst. Prince Iya versus Lash Lou. Brian Knobbs versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Three Count Norman Smiley. Wall versus Main Event of the Demon. Tank Abbott. Big Al. Big T it's versus ba- Booker. It's
1: bad enough that pregnant Ahmed Johnson's employed at this point. Let to say nothing Booker of the fact T. that he beats Booker T. So that Booker T has to go through the next two months being called Booker before he transitions to GI Bro, before he transitions back to Booker T.
0: World champion. By July. Yeah. Momabooks <sighs> versus Flair and Crowbar. Kidman versus Vamp And then, as we say, Flair, Funk, Hogan, Luger. Brian Nobbs and
1: MJ. Bam Bam Bigelow
0: you say it with such joy,
1: <laughs> doesn't this? And this is the show that has the 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 cat dancing, with and James, James Brown band, actually finally appears, which is the unannounced. This is the only reason why I might not throw this
0: away. Unadvertised, unadvertised. un-advertised. Well, you might as well throw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, it's just,
1: a year before this. Oh, so they sad. did a 1.1 1. 1 <laughs>
0: for Super Bowl, for, Super Bowl
1: for Hogan Flair in the cage.
0: And As a precursor, a prelude to our February 2000 episode of the
2: timeline, this show does not do a 1.1. 1. 1. Don't
1: only, give away the game.
2: I can only Im- even imagine the build to these matches. There
1: is no build.
2: Oh, there is. Well, that was the other side. <laughs> that there is a possibility. There is. There's build. Oh. It's not good build, but it's build. Wait till you see it, Carl. What, why, <laughs> why? Why was there significance over the leather jacket on a pole match?
1: Who cares? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Look like... who's involved. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
2: I'm just wondering the, the
1: entree of the build is irrelevant to the main cause which is a plate of shit
2: I was just wondering if it was more significant than no. the big T tea, book of tea, tea on a pole match <laughs> which I assume was a big letter T <laughs> I'd
1: Can't. rather see tea bagging on a pole match
0: out <laughs> Tank, at Big out. I guess because they're part of a motorcycle gang and it was a, it was a skins match is what they called it yeah
1: Oh for God's sake just throw it in the bin and be done with it Yeah Super Bowl 2000 Get in
0: there Hit the bricks You, des- you deserve to be down there and, 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 and by the way take Uncensored 2000 with you if ever Take was...
1: every 2000 pay-per-view
2: with you if there was, <laughs> So that was a biker match. <laughs> Sorry to go back to this match, It's alright But all right. if there was ever a time for Mr Garrison to appear on a wrestling pay-per-view to call <laughs> two people a pair of fags <laughs> That was it And by the way you need to watch South Park
0: to yeah. get that
1: reference That's, that's not, not homophobic That's
0: not Kieran dropping a slur this context
1: how long did that Hogan total package match go <laughs>
0: uh, six days <laughs> yeah that's 101
1: cool. Cool. 101 oh god I don't want to do any more timeline shows <laughs> <laughs> don't say that
0: Carl. the crown jewel not like crown jewel but they're our crown jewel <laughs> C4 on wrestlingforum.com nominates Halloween Havoc 1995 a ludicrous monster truck match on the roof of the arena leading to Paul White's apparent fatal plunge into the river far, far below was merely the setup for the main event featuring the creatively named Giant vs Hulk Hogan. A pre-Big Show emerges to challenge Hogan and wc doesn't even think to at least get some kayfabe bruises or seaweed or crawfish clinging to his singlet or even to make him wet. The match itself is bad and is then followed up by one of the most bizarre endings in wrestling history. Jimmy Hart turns heel, but WCW can't stop there. Lex Luger turns heel and joins the Dungeon of Dumb, and then we are treated to the spectacle of the most inane gimmick in wrestling history. Yes, Jorge Gonzalez was supposed to reprise his giant Gonzalez character as the Yeti, and given that he looked like such a creature in the WF, it made sense. But then Gonzalez had to go back to Argentina, and they passed the gimmick to Ron Rees. Would it have been that much trouble to have Jorge or George FedEx the Gonzalez costume to WCW? after all Eric Bischoff made frequent and notable use of FedEx after all but no we are instead presented with the spectacle of Reese as the mummy but called the Yeti and even worse he appears to have been a mummy who had made an arduous swim into a river of sewage and finally top off this Sunday of absurdity we are given the spectacle of the Yeti and giant proceeding to give Hogan the bear hug of
1: doom they're dry humping him in the middle of the ring
0: yeah they fuck him basically <laughs> but they, they, they bum rush him as far as I, I only
1: like it when it happens to you Hogan <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So uh, this is for every mid card.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is this is Hogan at his worst. Yeah. Actually no, that might be quite the statement to make given what becomes of WCW but, we just thought past but, the C Fourteen thousand yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. okay. There's but a couple of good thing. Hang okay on though. a second. Okay. Considering some of the talent that had been in WCW in ninety four before Hogan arrives to get to this point in 95 is, is quite the sorry state of affairs. This is Dark
0: Side Hogan, by the way, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Dark side clean-shaven. Which I think, more which I think sequ- had more to do with the, the Three Little Ninjas film, was it?
0: Uh, the Secret Agent Club, which I actually went to on my 10th birthday.
2: <laughs> you remember The Secret Agent Club. <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. You, however, I do see here... It's Sting and Flair versus Anderson and Pillman and, and Flair turns heel this is Sting This is the, yeah, this, this is not going in This is
0: the only redeeming thing on this whole show when after, after weeks and weeks and weeks of Flair trying to convince Sting to, let, to be Flair's partner to take on Arn and Brian who've been fucking over Flair for, for weeks on their own Flair brings in the little Stingers, the kids of the face paint saying please sting a team with me one time I'm a changed man
1: and even even sting comes out with the line if you swerve me yeah. which would have gone over everyone said in the slightest Matt Striker
0: was taking notes however No, of course
1: I'll leave you for dead
0: yeah I'll leave you for dead Flair <laughs> said hey I'm dead serious this time and then of course he fucking tags in
1: he hits Does the it ropes
0: start. struts hits the ropes and it's fucking it's in the the best.
1: to, which, <laughs> it's the to best. which a number of people in the front row go ballistic <laughs> arms aloft there's high fives four there's four the fingers in the air and
0: Pillman and Arn just jump in and stamp the shit out of him just like me and then of course he makes his own little comeback but they just leave him leave him laying I love that. I think this is so funny.
2: I love it. There's, an, I, I, there's no way I could ever vote to lose that from history. Yeah, no way.
0: As, as bad, as, and the rest of the show is bad, by the way. Yeah, the rest of it's bad. Savage versus the Zodiac with oh. a fan running in the middle.
1: You can, you can do the flare turn on a Nitro. You can do it somewhere else. It's good. I granted, I enjoy it immensely, but it's not enough to save this. We're opening with Johnny B. Bad and DDP. That's the fucking second... I mean, the first, that might have be been the best match on the show. It wasn't bad. Yeah, look at the rest of the... Kurosawa versus Hawk in a singles match. Who wants to watch Hawk rest in singles? Nobody. Ever. So we, everyone knows my thoughts on Sabu, who made this card.
0: Yeah, against JL.
1: Jerry Lynn, yeah. of course. Luger versus Meng. A match that we'd be treated to four years later in November of 99. <laughs> uh the monster truck match <laughs> Luger out again for a match with Savage <laughs> Luger turning heel having only just returned as a baby face in September
0: why did Luger have two matches they both Savage and Luger did they, the, the, the gimmick was they both have to have a match first before their match against the uh, each other and oh, okay.
1: and oh by the way Hogan loses the belt typical hogan fashion (laughs) (laughs) thank you i am sorry if you can sleep at night saving this (laughs) more power to you but for me me, i'm sorry this is going in
0: this yeah you know what that that is is compelling compelling. as much as i love the heel turn it's it's not enough it's awful this show is terrible i've that one the demon thing is so good. I am on the fence here. Kieran, yes or no from you. oh uh, no, not for real. Oh alone. man, this is this is on, on you. Him.
1: Liam, the monster trucks alone. Yeah, is you know enough. what?
0: the giant falling off the building and then coming back. And he's trying to play it straight the whole time. Like, God damn it, give me some more news. <laughs> what's, what's happened to this man? I knew his father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I going in the field <laughs> <gonna> show up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs>
2: Sorry, Rick, I tried.
0: <laughs> Tommy on the UK Fan Forum is in. He says, As I've been drawn to the topic, I'll take the opportunity to say how much I'm looking forward to the show. It'll be an interesting companion to the most pointless show from a little while back. Uh, and if In Your House Ford doesn't get plunged into the abyss, beneath the Ministry of Love, I'm a Dutchman. That Nash and bulldog me wasn't just dull, it was painful that Dean and Razor bollocks which could have been stuck on a raw and the world would have been a better place without Mabel versus Yoko both this and In Your House theme might as well never existed and the world would have been a better place for it at most unaffected at worst if you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever, or just watch Nash vs. Dave for 18 minutes and 14 seconds, and the effect is the same. And uh, Chris Jones also wrote in and said, uh, basically, based on the Mabel vs. Yokozuna match In Your House 4, the worst match I have ever seen on one of the worst pay-per-views I ever produced. Whoever booked that shit should be locked in a room with Steiner and Meng. This is the absolute shoo of the show. There are literally no butterfly effects or consequences, <laughs> given the two fat cunts hugged at the end anyway. <laughs> a heel heel King Mabel versus
1: Yokozuna
0: ending in, 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 in what we all love to see a, two double, fat count a double count out double count out with Yoko
1: falling on Jim Cornette yeah
0: and two fat men hugging and then the wrong. heels hug yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah makeshift shit because they, 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 they I guess their plan whatever it was see, Vince, fell Vince was
1: fucking off the Canadians long before 1997 yeah Bulldog Diesel was this
2: like a two hour show or something it yeah. was one of the
1: two I hour know. shows Brett's on commentary for the Main for event. the bulldog oh, that's right, diesel match. The charisma.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Think about it, you're in Canada and you don't have Brett wrestle
0: well, His so own talk. He did a dark match instead after the show, so we could I hate. mean
1: Sean obviously had the Syracuse incident beaten up by the uh, where the US the Marine Scouts, Corps so yeah. all beat the shit out of him. It was
2: the entire Navy, Liam. The entire <laughs> My mistake. Yeah. I'll check my sources.
1: Yeah. Um Hunterhurst Helmsley. A very, has, a very has, not over Hunterhurst Helmsley, by the way. You say that. There are audible cheers when he pins Fatu. That's because no one likes Fatu at this point. Yeah, but that, that's not enough of an excuse to cheer him. This isn't like 2000 Triple H when he's good. This is 95 curtsy. But
0: what do you want? This is a, this is, fuck me. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I want. MSG's <laughs> cheering for Sid beating Shawn Michaels. What you want? What do you want? <laughs> these fucking 3 of fans they're not, not work freaks at this point they just don't like Fatu, and they didn't like Sean
1: but they like Triple H yeah
0: I don't know not very often because this is what one is it, it is, is all I'm relative saying. it's all relative it is it is Goldust I mean very not over debuting Goldust here dressed like a banana against my Jeanette who I felt deserved better at this time
1: yeah he'd only just come back at yeah. this stage and
0: he was good still yeah
1: yeah. You know, normally there would be a good three months before he went off the rails you'd at least try and make hay before that
0: yeah I mean he's, he's, he has a great show in the Survivor Series uh, the month afterwards which is fantastic, fantastic I mean
1: let's that, say like, after this gold dust defeat he's basically he's really he's a job with the stars
0: he's in the underdogs captain of the underdogs team <laughs> the great match of
1: Survivor Series and Sean Michael uh, sees no, that momentum no, no, and says
0: no. I'm going to kill his career let's put him with our Snow in a tag team that's what the,
1: happened the new rockers
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah. Um, yeah. No. This. This show. This. This. This show is just, you know, uh, the nicest thing you can say about it is it's just fucking boring. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, just throw it in there. There is. There is no great butterfly. Like the emailers cl- are right.
0: How about the click taking a giant dump on Shane Douglas's chest there by uh, Sean? Doesn't drop the belt to you know anybody else. he Vacate it to Douglas, you lose it straight back to Razor. Who cares? (laughs) It's six shit matches. Just quit it. Just quit it. Room 101? Yeah. Room 101. It is, as you guys predicted, a shoe in. Supremo so on the UK fan forum says Considering the awful culture of fan entitlement it created I'll happily throw in that Occupy Raw episode With Daniel Bryan and Triple H It's a shame to see it go But if it stops all those shitty smarky chants And those cretins trying to hijack shows then it's a small price to pay It won't Get rid of that post-WrestleMania 30 Raw too. As much as it was nice to hear the crowd chant you deserve it at Daniel Bryan, that was the catalyst for every fucker supposedly deserving everything until the end of time. You deserve it chance, when Nia Jax wins a battle royal fuck off.
1: Um, I disagree there because... I crowd... agree with his points completely. It's oh, not that no, no, it's... It's not that it's... <clears throat> it's, not that it's what he's, well, to an extent what he says there isn't accurate. They'd or, they were already hijacking shows oh, before true. that I agree I, I don't like the contrived nature of the yes movement taking over the ring and you know I, I some of those people yeah, by the way yeah, I could have quite happily done without that and, yeah. and found another way to do the of yeah. getting him into the <laughs> yeah.
0: mania the woman in match. the blue dress at Wrestlemania 7 who was crying at Savage and Liz called and said there's some fucking ugly fans in that <laughs> ring
1: nice callback. I like it yeah, um, yeah I, I don't particularly like that angle but the crowds were already taking over shows. Those things didn't start with Daniel Bryan. And I don't think if you get rid of that show, it prevents those things happening.
0: Yeah, probably not, to be honest. I think this is going to happen regardless. Again, one of those ones. Ah, uh, you know, I, I do. This is one of those ones where I'm I'm more perturbed by the circumstances around it, like Evolution, than I am the actual shows themselves. So I think that these things are going to happen anyway. I can't vote for
3: them.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. things be, of that ilk don't, don't get me wrong think i'm i'm the point i'm with. i'm one hundred percent with the email in terms of the general premise of how grating I, f- I find those sorts of things. I just disagree with the idea of getting rid of that show preventing any of it
2: yeah. I also at the time as well thought it was i kind of disagree that it, I, it felt almost counterproductive to me it was so contrived and forced that it was going to lose the true emotion that was there behind Brian, yeah. so in that respect it was almost it, it felt almost like it was possibly counterproductive to what they were trying to achieve um, and with uh, as any time they handle Brian there's always at the back of your mind are they trying to fuck him over Yeah. so yeah. There, there was so that when's too when's the
0: other boot going to drop because yeah. it is yeah. well
1: it would be Kane the next month
0: oh yeah of course by tour on WrestlingForm.com says WCW Uncensored 1996 is the worst pay-per-view I ever saw. The main event is the worst match I ever saw. Rest of the show isn't much better with snoozers like that endless Road Warriors versus Sting oh. and Booker match. Finley oh, and Regal having what I imagine uh, a really long bum fight looks like <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Parker and Medusa dudding it up. And the effin' booty man going 16 minutes with a not-there-yet DDP. That's five duds. I can't think of another show that even comes close to that level of suck. Did the Giants and Loch Ness not get mentioned there? I don't think it did. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just... Uncensored Six was the last per view I ever ordered. Never again would I take the risk. So this abomination of a wrestling show easily gets my vote.
1: Much like Super Superbrawl 2000, Great American Bash 2004, you just have to recite the card, don't you?
2: Just the main event. <laughs> the main, main event. event, is here. This, <laughs> main, event, this <laughs> main event, this
0: main event, this show could have been good. It, it wasn't, but it could have been. With a been, match been, like that, yeah, this was going to sink anyway. But doesn't
1: it just bring a wry smile to your face? knowing that <laughs> the the, no. no 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 no, just that Pillman sat there <laughs> looked at the no I got surgery that day boys yeah
0: so yeah so the deal is he sends in the uh, the doctor's and says so he's got an infection in his throat after the, after the surgery
1: so I can't possibly take the big leg I couldn't
0: possibly <laughs> show up on that show and do that job get the fuck away from this shit show please the Giant versus Loch Ness Loch Ness in general his run Oh, giant haystacks! I know that some people. Why was there. he still in... I mean, they they bought him in for it. It was Hogan's idea. What? Hogan wanted. A, it, Hogan thought a big, giant, fat guy is right up my alley for this this period of time. And like many of his ideas from this period of time, it was fucking terrible. I mean this, Hogan by the way the main event this, since we haven't actually said what it is, is
1: right. the
0: Doomsday Cage match oh is what we're God. talking about Hogan and Savage against Flair Arn Meng the Barbarian Lex Luger the Taskmaster Zeus who at this point had not passed away Carl <laughs> and the ultimate solution in the Doomsday Cage <laughs> match yeah, 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 ultimate yeah, solution yeah <clears throat> Is that one of the Harris brothers?
1: But they originally <laughs> did call him the Final Solution. Uh, of course
0: they did. Well, the Final Solution they decided here was that Hogan was going to pin Flair. <laughs> so that <was laughs> that's the <finish>. it,
1: That's <laughs> it. The match itself, as a concept, is egregious enough when you look at the names Meng, the Barbarian, Lex Luger, the Taskmaster, <laughs> the Z thrown. Gangster, the Ultimate Solution, and Ric Flair. Ric Flair does the job. Yeah. This this is you know this is almost like death by a thousand cuts, but it's just one big and then you've you know the wound you've got left, they decide to take a shit on.
2: only anything disappointing about this match? Is there was no electrocution in it. Allah, <laughs> uh, Abby, didn't Oh, the chamber, oh. Yep.
1: the chamber of Horrors, yeah, the Chamber of Horrors, yeah. That opened a show, <laughs> did it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Anything else on this card that stops you from putting it in room one hundred and one? No. The crowd is so quiet. They're so quiet. The punches are so bad from Hogan. It's two on eight. It's two on eight. It's a fucking mess.
1: Why are Sting and Booker T tag partners? I'd I like, like I don't feel like that. that's clearly not the most vital issue <laughs> when discussing this show. It just strikes me as odd.
0: The th- there were three teams involved in the mix: it's Road Warriors, Harlem Heat, Sting, and Luger. Luger's in the main event, so Sting needs a new partner, and Booker T ended up getting the nod. <laughs> they ended up winning, by the
2: way, the makeshift team.
1: Yes, of the babyface Sting and the heel Booker T.
2: Yeah, against the heel Road Warriors. So why was the heel Luger teaming with the face Sting before he got put? Oh, in that's the- that's
0: that's a fantastic storyline. Yeah. It's it's, it's Lug- Sting. Like, that's that's the proof that like, Luger's only friend is Sting okay. because they've been long time buddies. And Sting and Luger's, kind of like real life. Is- it's great because like Luga's an arsehole and everybody knows it, but he's nice to Sting's face. And then as soon as like like there's there's a great GIF online where it's it's from a Nitro where Sting and Luger are coming out high fiving the fans. Sting's looking around looking at Lex on a great time, but as soon as Sting's not looking, Luga stops high fiving people and walks on like he doesn't care. And as soon as Sting turns around, Luga's back high fiving <laughs> the fans. <laughs> he's fucking great, Luga. Anyway, that, yeah. So that's that's the background. This is going in for me. I This show is... For the main event alone. Main event alone has to go in. Has to go in. Moving now to one that I've been looking forward to reading. Air Raid on the UK Fan Forum says... Here we go. Tempted as I am for a myriad of reasons to include Crown Jewel. In reality, it's got to be uncensored 1999. These uncensored shows, by the way, as a general rule, they all be able say, to go in you,
1: could, you could have picked 95 if you wanted yeah. to.
0: Uh, you guys have done it to death and so have I, but make no mistake, WCW was a big deal to my fandom, and as much as things were going wrong by this point, boy were they going wrong, I was still tuning in to see some of my favourites. It's not a show completely without merit, there were a few good matches, but the booking in the main event just wounded me. I took that one personally. It has all the hallmarks of LOL WCW. Illogical turns, chaotic finish with run-ins Plenty using the pay-per-view to push, oh my god, watch Nitro, instead of the reverse, Steps being completely fucking ignored... Moreover, though, the double turn just kicked me square in the balls. When I read on DDT
1: Digest, if you remember that... Oh, it, it's still live. You can still access it.
0: ...that they had a 10-10 Hollywood Hogan back babyface I nearly fell out of my chair. Whatever you feel about the NWO, the split and the reunification, how stale they were by early 99, the entire reason I got back into WCW was the notion that Hogan was the bad guy and I wanted to see someone absolutely murder him. First and primarily Sting but at various times, Luger Giant, Dallas Page, Goldberg and yes, Ric Flair Fuck off Hogan, just fuck the fuck off Every time I saw him do a job for three years was so satisfying That's for Mania 9, you bastard (laughs) I
3: hated him (laughs)
0: yes there was also great wrestling from cruiserweights and the technical sorts but if I was watching Raw to see Steve Austin beat the shit out of someone I was watching Nitro predominantly in the hope that someone would get to beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan after all the schemes cheap shots and bullshit that Hollywood had pulled off not even since 96 just in the couple of months he'd been programmed with Flair you think I'm cheering for this man get the fuck out of here perhaps equally as galling was the knowledge that this double turn would logically oops have to precipitate some of Hogan's fellow bastards turning with him and that the rest of the horsemen would be turned to follow Flair, giving me no time to celebrate Benoit Malenko finally winning the tag belts. They're the bad guys now? What? Are oh, they fuck the bad guys. Fuck Hogan. If you can't screw it over, he's had it coming for years. And fuck about. What's your knock-on effect for Goldberg, future of the business. That last school path of him going through all the wolf pack in order, starting with Scott Wallet sold out, building to eventual chances of revenge on the Hawkster, down the shitter bill. Hogan's a goody too now. You'll be tagging with him soon. Say your prayers, take your vitamins, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the pile of endless bullshit turns, where your worst enemy one month is quite happily your tag partner next month, which stretch right through to the end of the year. Goldberg and Sid, for fuck's sake. They'll say it started at Uncensored. WCW had problems, but for me, Uncensored 99 was the event horizon at which escaping the brown hole became an impossibility. Bin it. Fucking fabulous work from Reid. Probably we deserve to go in for the, the pitch alone. <laughs> yeah. um, One of the strongest pitches for Rochelle. a show. A certainly. T- a
1: tremendous pitch. Um, and certainly a, a, I think a fairly accurate pitch. I don't need to relitigate the how ridiculous the double turn is there he's covered it quite well and we've covered it in the timeline shows take that aside Stevie Ray and Vincent
0: oh, the Harlem street Fighter. Oh,
1: Jerry Flynn and <laughs> Ernest Miller
0: and Sonny Ono don't forget and this. Sonny Ono oh, no, 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 I don't want to get sued that was another humdinger no yeah <laughs> racial sure discrimination uh, it's
2: was the yeah. parkour
0: match okay? Parkour match wasn't bad. Again, they kind of tried to. Re- there is one p- ma- spot match I don't like where they they tried to rip off the uh, Foley rock handcuff chair shots.
1: Yeah, they handcuff. No, um, oh, they, hack, ta- they uh, tape hacks. Yes, yeah.
0: and then the tape breaks, <laughs> and they just, just batter each other. It's good. It's it's not bad, but it's it's not anything special.
1: Uh, obviously, you got Nash, Nash kills. N- Nash, Nash kills Mysterio. That's so, the end of that, yeah. oh. off off you go. Uh, and are we at the stage where Paris Saturn's in a dress yet or does that come after this that
0: is uh, around this point yeah mm. he's yeah. here he's in the dress now Yeah. so yeah not not a yeah. lot to really sniff out on the other side of things
1: no I, th- I think the email is a fairly you know it's over fairly accurate portrayal of, of why it's terrible and sums up my feelings quite nicely so uh, yeah I agree Air Aid it's going in
2: yeah it deserves to go in for the the Hogan Turner line yeah I think
0: the company was ever the same there you go for that reason Maybe one of the easiest ones we'll have today.
1: Why, from this point,
2: it's accentuated that anything they do is just bollocks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't, don't, yeah.
0: Kieran Swain on the Facebook page says, I know you asked for one specific pay-per-view, but I'm throwing in all the UK-based WWF pay-per-views. Insurrection, Rebellion, etc. Nothing ever happened of note at them, and no titles ever changed due to them practically being televised house shows. That was nineteen ninety nine to watch on Skybox Office, and never justified that price, and that really pissed off my parents in <laughs> two thousand. Uh, all UK pay per views. This is why I was kind of hovering away from the Insurrection nomination earlier okay. on. Okay.
1: Um, but there is one notable exception. Well, I, 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 say, I have to say no, on the basis it, of on this. basis of One Night Only. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels. Yeah, is A godly it, heel performance know, it, on that show,
1: and it's it's consequential. Yeah, it is. It is very much consequential. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of stuff on that show that actually is. is uh, Owen Hart and Vader is a underrated good match on that show too. I like that a lot. That's a good show. I mean, it's, it's outside of you know your Tiger Alley singing Leave Cassidy, but you know, thanks, Al. Again. <laughs> <laughs> no ways that going to the bin. One night only, no chance. Uh, the rest of them, mayhem in Manchester, rebellion, insurrection, no, capital carnage, no Kalenage, mercy, no mercy, all of them. Vinny Jones popping the boss man with the kick to the gut that one time anybody want to save that no not particularly any of these times William Regal date, you know, was there and got pinned by like Spike Dudley anybody no I right, when Bulldog came back that was and fucking coked up and wins the hardcore title anybody want to keep that moment the rest yeah, okay to was- bit off yeah. oh yeah, yeah. alright so there we go we've come to our own mutual conclusion here <laughs> The Jetta on the UK fan forum says, TNA Victory Road 2011. The main event with Hardy and Sting and how Jeff was in the posi- in position to perform, it just shows the lack of structure for him to be in that state, for no one to stop him going out in that state and them actually broadcasting it. It would have been easy for the crew to say Jeff had been attacked in the back and have the match at the next pay per and chuck Sting out with some random to put him over. Even down to Sting apologising to the fans, it just reeked of TNA and endless
1: mistakes. I can say, is there anything that... Looks more pathetic than the way this pay-per-view ends with Jeff in no condition to perform, being pinned, popping straight back up, looking completely out of it. Sting just looking disgusted. That I put my back up to the ramp, and you hear that one fan. I can't. I can't remember the exact words, but you you hear him clearly and right? This sucked or something. And Sting just telling her, I know. <laughs>
0: But for this reason, I don't want to throw it in Room 101, because to me, this show needs to be there as the historical... It needs to be as preserved as a, stone, as a reminder. of just how fucking deep in the toilet TNA licked.
1: Do you always find it funny with TNA with their pay-per-view names as well? Victory Road bound for glory oh, none it's... of these things are true <laughs> hard justice, hard justice. Except, except for the one show that was called Hardcore Justice
0: don't forget on the show you also have Mr. Anderson in a, in a in an and an RVD and an agonising double count out one of my favourite finishes where Hernandez beats Mark Morgan in the first blood match by squirting ketchup on him
2: and the ref falls for it I can't, remember that. I can't it. remember that finish but I remember that feud being atrocious and interminable
1: Yeah. So and the show I opens know. with Tommy Dreamer Kieran
2: <laughs> probably didn't see
0: that <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to get rid of this show I mean by all rights it's terrible but I want to keep it for that historical significance of first of all look how fucking terrible what horrible state Jeff's in I'm not saying that I, I derive amusement from seeing somebody in this position because it really is disastrous but Matt just Hardy's shows... quite fat if I remember rightly as yes, well he is. but it's like the incompetence the incompetence of everybody involved Russo, Bischoff, the lot of you just a bunch of fucking ham and eggers so you want to
2: keep this for historical accuracy of what yes this I do was. yes wow. I, I do solid point. Yeah.
0: yes I do so I'm saying no to this nomination <laughs> for my own perverse reasons I grant you I,
1: ha- I have to throw it in ah. I have to I, 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 I like your line of thinking Liam I really do but there's something that just gnaws away at me that says I can't do that oh. I can't save it
2: if I lose this show does Tommy Dreamer lose a payday yes then it's good. well he
1: loses a victory at least anyway oh then
2: that's good yes <laughs> <laughs> for as sound a
0: reason as any because <laughs> the time Dreamer was on it no you <laughs> Michael3165 on the UK fan Fanform says I want to stick themed pay-per-views in the room too <laughs> Yes Hell in a Cell used to be an epic huge deal It settled the score Now we get a pay-per-view once a year with randomly thrown together matches Just because it's a themed show This is the same with Elimination Chamber It should be every two to three years With a gripping storyline involving six main eventers Now it's just another show When you squander the wow factor of a gimmick match So it's now just another match Well, that's why Dewey can't keep viewers Nothing means anything anymore uh, he also says snow vs Bossman in the shit cage from hell match could be put in there as a match it was embarrassing watching the dogs run about in a half hearted lethargic way while trying to shag and shit everywhere was a hideous concept had they pit bulls trained to kill on the outside that may have been more effective the fact that trainers handled them with ease just stumped all over the gimmick themed pay-per-views will go first here
1: uh, I agree completely it waters everything down devalues them I'm completely on board with it yeah,
0: completely agree alright yep that's three
1: the only thing I would say is with regards to the kennel from hell match I think you could go on better and argue the toss for throwing that unforgiven shot yeah
0: yeah that's kind of why I was going to segue into that unforgiven again We I mean nothing happened ah, the dog's pooing
2: is quite funny though
1: <laughs> yeah but think about it again in, in much the same way we used the flare analogy earlier there's a, there's a six man match that the bulldog's in and Rock does the job <laughs> of course he does Kane's also in this match and The Rock does the job. Mm, I don't. Big th- show's in this match. And The Rock does the job. <sighs> Compelling argument.
0: Jarrett and China.
1: No. Non finish.
0: Yeah, yeah. This falls into that category of, like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. It's going in. <laughs> Fuck it. It's going in. I was thinking of it, In Your House 4 as my benchmark of, like, that was a shit show with nothing going on. This is similar, but with a, a notably terrible match, worst match of the year candidate. So, yeah, it's going in. Kieran? Yep yep yeah, simple yes for you CL Punk on the UK fan form says CM Punk's return after only two weeks after walking away with a title at Money in the Bank 2011 the matches that he could have had outside the WWE, New Japan Ring of Honor whatever this should have been a huge storyline uh, and also on the same episode it was the role where uh, Mysterio won the tournament for the WWE title only to lose to John Cena in the
2: same night oh my God, yeah.
0: only for CM Punk to come out at the end
2: yeah I'm down at this.
0: Yeah, this one I do remember this show this very vividly. Is,
2: yeah, that was
0: Ray versus Miz.
2: That stuff with Ray Ray, that was horrid. Yeah, and yeah, the, the whole this goddamn money down the toilet. That's what that paper <laughs> should <she's> have been called <laughs> after this return, because all the pretend, potential and promise that that uh, two weeks later, uh, bye bye, flushed down. Where's Nash just to finish this off? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> just when you think this story can get any worse. By the same token though were any of us really surprised? I'm disappointed.
0: I was bit, I was very disappointed.
1: Yeah. I'm disappointed but not surprised. I think I, is- I actually find it slightly more irritating from a logic standpoint. The um why would you put John Cena who's supposed to be your top babyface in that sort of position? Why would you have that dynamic for John Cena? It's nonsense.
0: In a similar vein, Jack and Ape on the F4W board says the episode of Raw around the same time after the infamous walkout in 2011. CM Punk, the anti-corporate rebel, staged to support Triple H, putting on his jacket and doing commentary. Uh, uh, just crap. Cena and Sheamus wrestled for 15 minutes while the match just stopped with no finish. <laughs> More horrible angle and horrible just dealing with the situation. So the walkout, the the walkout happened on the previous Royal In this, this one's just gonna scrap
2: anything Punk did for at least two months after the walkout.
0: Yeah, you much. may as well.
2: And then we'll, we'll uh, go from there. Yeah. So both of
0: them going to Room 101.
2: That's cool. Yeah, man. Right. Well. Save Punk. We're gonna help Punk save the business. Alrighty. You hear that, Phil? <laughs> You've been great.
1: Now you are sitting on your couch in Chicago. Yeah.
0: Big Vic on TPWW form, this is one for you guys, he always likes to chime in with his uh, specific nomination. Oh, ECW1 Sci Fi, January 22nd, 2008. First off, he had Chavo win the ECW title off CM Punk. Why? But more importantly, he had the most boring wrestler, Snorton Borgemin, beat both Kane and Tommy Dreamer in a Battle Royal. Tragically, we would lose the great Carly Squash and Colin Delaney, but some sacrifices have to be made. He always loves his Tommy Dreamer gags on you, Kieran. His Carl on you. (laughs) Kane on you, Carl, sorry.
1: I give him an A for consistency.
0: Boy Better Know on the f one board says, Thunder, all of them.
2: we pretty much tripped not that never ever happened anyway oh, yeah. awesome?
0: <laughs> sold Craig Atkinson says WCW Thunder it was a show no one wanted or asked for production staff management wrestlers fans no one was asking for another show and it showed with the piss poor episodes did anything ever happen on Thunder everything started to fall apart in WCW once Thunder started and because no one wanted it the fans ultimately saw it as a second rate show and didn't tune in leading to ratings below what had been promised to advertisers leading to make good payments to them by WCW so instead of advertising paying for production Production costs. Money was going out the door on every show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If we were covering this timeline, and we had to watch Thunders when they started on Liam's insistence, the timeline wouldn't be happening. No,
2: no.
0: No. <laughs> no, no. That was a conscious decision to kick, stick to Monday night.
2: Yes, I think there is no. I can't. I'm really struggling to think. What of really it. Mean-
1: feature does it have like said, n- nothing of consequence really happens on the initial ones, even though they they use you know sort of the stars on the show and they don't theoretically they don't treat it as second rate because they have you know the featured names involved, but nothing of consequence happens because it's, it's all still about Monday nights and winning Monday nights from there you know that's their m- mind frame at the time, so nothing of consequence happens on the early shows then it gets to b show territory when it's really you know turgid. Then you get to 2000 with Russo, where it's some of... Think, Bear in mind how bad Nitro is. Those thunders are some of the worst things I've ever watched in any context.
0: In <laughs> no, any form of television?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I
2: was want, this, this, oh, no, <laughs> want to do a third episode. Yeah. This isn't
1: funny. <laughs> I'm not joking about this. This is not jovial. You're
2: not
0: joking, but it is funny.
1: They're terrible.
0: We're gonna have to watch some thunders and do a thunder show for Carl. <laughs> this could be great.
1: <laughs> so... You're laughing now, Kieran. You won't be.
0: <laughs> so room one hundred and one for Thunder Carl. Oh yeah. Kieran. Yes. All right. It's going in. <laughs> Just inseminate from you. Transform. I like this guy. Ready. Yeah. <laughs> there were a few candidates for me but only one people who has ever left me with a oh fuck off response <laughs> Wrestlemania 9 <laughs> just a really really boring show from start to finish with some utterly inconsequential matches Ramon versus Backland anyone crap finishes Mega Maniacs vs Money Inc two doinks Sting to Tonka Countout a stinking Lex Perfect match and then of course that main event There's lots of reasons to get stuck into Bret Hart these days, but his treatment here was utterly abominable. It was probably the first Hogan power play I witnessed, as my first pay-per-view was Rumble 92, and this mania set a precedent for as Hogan blows, so blows the WWF (laughs) WCW. Hogan wins in 10 seconds disappears for 3 months and then jobs in disgraceful fashion to Yokozuna. the camera blew up and <laughs> we then get real American Lex Luger out of the whole thing it took WWF about 9 months to get back on track I'd say this show gave Hogan the leverage to somehow get that contract with WCW despite it's clearly diminishing popularity and tired shtick is it the worst pay-per-view of all time in terms of match quality? no but it's, just, but it's just such an unsatisfying, disappointing card coupled with Hogan sucking his own cock. Beefcake must have been off buying Listerine at the end of the show. <laughs> Even watching them back, this mania just doesn't feel mania special compared to the rest of the first ten. Fair play to Bret Hart's go-get-em-hulk bollocks at the end, but it doesn't save the show.
1: The world's largest toga party, everybody.
0: Yeah, fans didn't get that memo, by
1: the way. No, they didn't.
0: Were you, were you sitting at home in the bed sheet watching this card? <laughs>
1: I think the highlight of this show is Bobby Heenan backwards on the camel.
0: Yeah. He's got some good commentaries and there's a Ross in there as well. The oh, show. well,
1: yeah, he always does. Let's not forget uh, the ring announcer for this, uh, this show, Finkus Maximus. <laughs> <sighs> the
0: Fuck ambulance chase on the UK fan forum says, I'm certain that Hogan Beefcake versus Money Inc. is still going on. Little bit about halfway through the match they clear the ring of Money Inc. and the beefer goes for White Y5 and Hogan leaves <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, brother, I'm winning the title.
0: Yeah, the Doink Crush finish was amazing. There, the double Doinks doing the mine—that's top class.
1: Well, if you can outsmart Bill Alfonso.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I was a Crush fan, so this just left a sour taste in my uh, yeah. Yeah, we,
1: uh, well, we were you conflicted with Luger and Perfect at the time?
2: No, no, I was, I was full on board of Perfect.
0: Okay. Yes, the Lex Express had, had yet to get into yeah, full he, gear. Yeah, he was, so the thing is here that, okay so for the final conclusion of this show we're going to hear a few of these big ones these common, uh, these common awful shows these yeah. <laughs> are <we're> all
2: going
3: <laughs>
0: in <laughs> these, these, there's a very good chance we're all going in just look drama down.
1: Kieran oh, sorry, drama
0: suspense sorry is there uh, anything on this show that stops you from wanting to get rid of it forever
1: no honourable mention for terribleness has to go to Undertaker Giant Gonzales though. I feel like we can't just not mention it
2: yeah there's nothing good on this the ether soap rag uh, uh,
1: Steiner's head shrinkers is okay
2: there's nothing
0: good on this. I show. I feel like I wanted me to soak the rag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just fucking just pisses on Brett, especially like after this dire show filmed. with was you, 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 you can outs.
1: you can watch most of it and say God, this has been pretty poor. And then you get to that main event, now you're just fucking insulting me.
0: It's that it's that weird period of the company where like Warrior's gone. Bulldog's gone the company looks totally different to what it did the year before
1: Hogan's looking noticeably smaller <laughs> yeah, for but, some reason <laughs>
0: for some reason the roster sucks really to be quite frank and then Hogan's back to wrestle fucking IRS
1: No, Why? Bam Bam Bigelow on this show either
0: yeah didn't he get cut he was supposed to wrestle Kamala on this show which really would have had him to work
1: rate. <laughs> no Bigelow's big, bigolo, still there in 93
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm saying big, it was Bigelow and Kamala oh but it was supposed they, they, to happen yeah it was supposed to happen they, they binned it off on the day
1: god we were saved a Kamala match Maybe it's not as bad as I think. <laughs> no, some notes. Well, no, no Duggan on this show, and he's still employed.
0: Yeah, room one hundred and one. Yep. Definitely. Just, just, just for the absolute blight that this was on Bret Hart's run. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many? How many shows has Hogan tanked so far for the show? Quite a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Are we surprised in any way?
2: Not really. It's not even his work rate. It's his just. it's him it's his general machinations the the only
1: thing I was saying in defence of Hogan dare I cross the Rubicon here is that I would have put a good chunk of these shows on regardless of his involvement that uncensored show is probably going in anyway Mm. Mania 9 is probably going in anyway yes
2: but he does have this ability to become the main reason you put the shows in doesn't he oh
1: yeah it's like It's it's like the show's shit and there's the pile of shit but when Hogan arrives it's the steam coming off the shit.
3: Yeah.
0: So let's get, well, let's get to a show that Hogan had no part of. Barry BarryOO on wrestlingform.com says, I believe... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love reading these and apes <laughs> A nod to Barry Orton, I'm sure. <laughs> I believe King of the Ring 95 was the WF's lowest point of the 90s.
1: And we all felt like we got the shaft after watching it.
0: Savio Vega from all of all people getting the Randy Savage treatment with four matches in the same day. The roadie in the semi-final when you had Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Yokozuna and even Karma there. A kiss my foot match? Horrible. And uh, Corey Ferreira on the the Facebook page says the same show. I guess I'm going for the low-hanging fruit here, but it has to be done. Pretty much all other nineteen ninety-five pay-per-views have a Bret or Shaw match that's really, really good and can save a really terrible pay-per-view, but not this one. <laughs> it gave us the terrible main event run of Mabel, who we could make the case for was the worst main event push in the history of the company. The rehashing of the hart Lawler feud, which lacked all the heat of the Great 93 feud. The tongue in a pay-per-view main event, and perhaps worse of all, three, yes, three Savio Vega matches on pay-per-view. It's- well,
1: four if you watch the pre-show. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Where IRS again rears his fucking boring head. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that was his last day in the company. It was. It's almost as if the ref wanted to produce the worst pay-per-view of all time with this one. Well, they succeeded in that regard. So if King of the Ring never happens, would anyone really miss it? Probably not, since there are no positives with the show at all. And 1995 might be that little bit better without Mabel headlining a major pay-per-view for the world title.
1: i got news for you, it's not going to make 95 much better.
0: Well. But, again... Look at the guys who aren't on this show. I always thought this about this show, King of the Ring ninety five. Where the fuck's the one two three kid?
1: He had his neck injury. Did he? Well, they said he had his neck injury.
0: Where's that's, Akushi Hakushin <laughs> is a running in the Brett match. I don't, Jeff Jarrett's I don't, the international champion stand on the outside while the roadie gets his is uh, his run in the
1: tournament.
2: There are so many. There's no,
1: there's no good counterpoints I can give you oh, to any heart. of this. Liam.
2: Owen oh, Hart, previous king of the ring. Where are you, sir? Mabel wins. That's all you need to know. Yeah,
0: the crowd hate it. Philadelphia. <laughs> they hate this show. This, this could not have been a worse place to do a show this bad. They hate this show.
1: Well, they're in large It It's, it's Philadelphia. So you know the worst possible place you could pick to produce this sort of show. Yeah, three Savio Vega matches is bad. Is not great to think about there are two Mabel matches
0: Sean does does do a serviceable job of, uh, of dragging Papa Shango to his best the performance the supreme fighting machine yeah
1: and you, know, the you do get that great on camera Sean Michaels at the announcement of the 15 minute draw mouthing bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, the only thing that ever stuck out in my mind watching this show as noteworthy is how shocked I was that Mabel beat Undertaker yeah I was astounded you never
0: did Jobs Taker
1: yeah, I know I know. karma runs in but he's running amounts to running in and giving him a, a kick. kick
0: and then the leg drop and that's it
1: yeah. yeah unbelievable yeah unbelievable
0: shocking shocking result
1: shocking result to the entire tournament
0: and I do enjoy when Sir Moe's doing his awful speech for Mabel and the crowd's bombing with garbage that's great though
1: I do like where they pop when the one just hits, hits Mabel's square in. on the head <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's going so badly that Vince on commentary goes can we just get this over with please <laughs> What the crowd does think. Yeah. So, room 101.
2: Sorry, Mabel.
0: Common Object on the wrestlingforum.com says WrestleMania 11 springs immediately to mind. A great roster of talent seemingly thrown together to create a lacklustre card of matches which for the most part range from forgettable to outright awful. The big surprise is that Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor main eventing actually isn't the worst match of the night. Bigelow worked his ass off to get a passable match out of LT. Shawn against Diesel was good too. The rest though was pretty awful. And for all the celebrity involvement it just didn't feel like WrestleMania because most of the card was terrible
1: in fact it's in the fucking Hartford Civic Centre
0: you've always had a grudge with
1: this place it's like I said on on previous podcasts they were Wrestlemania comes home and no fucker turned up to watch (laughs) the lights are off it's the party without the welcoming committee the lights quite literally were off at times in the (laughs) opening production's awful
0: (laughs) (laughs) the times they try and go backstage for interviews it's like Russo fucking did uh, it at UCW
1: and we can't even pin this on Russo no that being said bearing in mind how bad some of these shows have been I did enjoy Diesel and Sean
0: Diesel and Shawn's a good match even though it does have that weird dynamic of Sean as the heel who the fans are kind of half cheering yeah it doesn't do so much for Diesel's reign
1: is Diesel Sean enough to save it no probably not in truth I'm looking back through this card. This is
0: one of the worst. I mean, I think you nominated yeah. this—the second worst WrestleMania of all time. This is not a good show. Yeah, it just feels.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, I can do without the shit. salt and pepper sing along as well. Frankly,
0: the uh, the Bret Backlund match, Brett's worst pay per view match in the WWF.
1: Take a Bundy.
0: Oh, that fucking stinks. Oh God, yeah. More gutless yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's
1: just shit. Can this?
0: That's shit. Can it? It's over.
2: It's over. Oh, is it really that bad? It's. it's watch a a really it really back. Nice bad show isn't that egregious to make you want to erase it from history not to say it was a bad show boys
1: um
2: I mean if it is then fine <laughs> I'm just trying
1: to help well it's, you got Bulldog Luger against the Eli and Jacob in the opener uh,
0: this is supposed to be a Wrestlemania I think if this, if this was called In Your House that's true I was going
1: to say the fact that it's a Wrestlemania this and was, this is what they produce if
0: this was In Your House 1 the launch of the pay per view and they did the same card no one's complaining
2: that's true
0: But LT and Bam Bam is the main event Yeah
2: That's a bit smirching to
0: Sean It's going in It's going in There you go It's going in So with that said That does uh, cover a lot of the ones we wanted to get to We are kind of running short on time So I wanted to get to a couple here That actually didn't get a nomination I'm stunned they didn't get a nomination Because we've mentioned a few uncensored But the first one to me is like the worst of all it's an absolutely god awful show with the fucking King of the Road match with Dustin Rhodes and the fucking Blacktop <laughs> Bully Meng and Jim Duggan in a martial arts match Johnny B Bat versus Arn Anderson in the boxing match which god bless Arn Anderson but he's not saving that fucker Randy Savage versus Avalanche 12 minutes <laughs> Bubba Rogers versus Sting in 14 minutes of a lights out match Bubba Rogers beat Sting 14 minutes the nasty boys versus Harlem Heat in their fucking concession stand brawl it's not it's not Max Payne and Cactus let's put it that way and then Hogan beats Vader in the strap match when he straps Ric Flair to the strap and carries him around and slaps all four corners as you do (laughs) Ric Flair man (laughs) this this fucking show is terrible and how no one voted for it I'll never know
1: I, I said before you can stick every uncensored in there I think
0: uncensored is there a good one I'm I'm trying to not miss one I can't think of one Uncensored 97 I didn't hate Uncensored 98 oh that's that fucking horrible cage match with Hogan and Savage isn't it where yeah Sting comes in gets pile driven and then they just fuck off and that's the end of the match that's terrible that's it yeah I think Uncensored as as a general theme (laughs) Thunder Uncensored UK pay-per-views as concepts done done in the bin And no December to dismember. I mean, a couple of (coughs) mentions of December to dismember in nominations, but no big, long, impassioned rant from anybody. It's almost as if it doesn't even need to be said.
1: I was going to say, I'm giving the emailers the benefit of the doubt there, and they're working on the assumption that it's just in.
0: Yeah. All right, that's there already. (laughs) It's just waiting for the rest.
1: Yeah. I I can't blame them for thinking that way.
0: Any shows, gentlemen, that you feel like you want to personally nominate here, that you you feel were, were were among the first ones that came to mind for you, but you have not heard...
1: Well, King of the Ring '95, it is the one that always stuck with me. So I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't shocked to see that appear on the list. Cause that's one I, I probably would have mentioned had it not had it not appeared. Um, I remember Starcade '99 being pretty damn poor, but by that point, WCW is just a pathetic mess anyway. I was going to say the, around that um, mid
2: '90s when you've got the Dungeon of Doom Feudum of Hogan. I'm sure there's a lot around there. I'd happily just <laughs> just better lose off. the whole company for a while. Mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was thinking maybe Rumble 93 but no it's the noticeable drop off it's the feel of talent, the feel to it Bigelow Bossman's boring as hell Um, I, I, I've always been I've always been tempted to put the 95 Rumble in
0: ooh ooh that's an interesting one now
1: I admit this isn't this doesn't carry this isn't for a lot of the same base that we covered on the lists here I've, I've just I've always hated that Rumble
0: just because of the parade of fucking arseholes it, it, it's, it's,
1: the, it's the parade of losers that are involved outside of the, you know, obvious names <laughs> it really is a parade um, because
0: it's like just as soon
1: as one's yeah. gone
0: the next one's coming in so have got parade you've got... or cavalcade
1: Undertaker IRS
0: but you got Brett Rais- Diesel Brett Diesel's even though shitty finish sure Brett Diesel's good Bob and I don't remember uh, Bob Holly in the one two three 2 3 kid against the
1: Tonka and Bigelow being baddie that's a fun match I think you're remembering that kindly because of the surprise ending don't think it's a bad match I'll I tell you what it is and it, it may be somewhat irrational I don't like the 60 second interludes
0: no I don't think I think everybody in the world completely would agree with you on that look at this fucking car of fucking people in this rubble I'm going to read it off <laughs> Sean and Bulldog 1 and 2 obviously they go the whole way the whole 38 minutes 40 <laughs> seconds that this match goes after 1 and 2 in order Eli Blue Duke Drosy Jimmy Del Rey Sione Tom Pritchard Doink the Clown Quang Rick Martell Owen Hogg is eliminated in three seconds Timothy Well Luke (laughs) Jacob Blue King Kong Bundy Mo Mabel Butch Luger Mantar Aldo Montoya Henry Godwin Billy Gunn Bart Gunn Bob Backlund Stephen Dunn Dick Murdoch Adam Bomb Fatu, Crush Wow
1: (laughs) It's just Oh
2: I think they get 38 minutes <laughs>
1: Sean, Sean. <laughs>
2: put in a shift
0: I'm surprised that you didn't mention the 2006 Royal Rumble because I thought that might come to your mind Carl when, uh, when these awful babies that you hate because that's a bad show with the uh, Ray winning the Rumble for Eddie uh, Cena beating uh, Edge for the end, belt end, killing off
1: his ends with the, the fucking, fucking ring, ring breaking that. yeah that's a bad show Angle Henry
0: match which isn't very good Edge
1: drops the belt back
0: to Cena yeah i thought that might be high on your uh list of shows you hate
1: you're absolutely right it sh- it should be it should have been one that, that i went to but a lot of, of i say more recent christ it was 12 years ago but that time period up to now in many respects is a bit of a wash for me in truth <laughs> yeah I, sh- I, I you know i remember earlier so far more vividly that's no excuse you're quite right I should have put it forward.
0: <laughs> okay, so how about this one a little bit earlier back, which I, I thought it's a recent one I, I really kind of wanted to vent about. The Generation X in your house.
1: Oh, yeah, that's trash. <laughs> that's <show>. trash. <laughs> Aust- Austin and Rock. Rock is very short because Austin's still not healthy. And it's fun. That's a it's good, fun. That's a lot of fun that yeah, There's a bit of smoke and mirrors with the truck of that, but... It's good smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Uh, no one wants to see... Sarge versus Triple H. That match is so bad. Nobody wants to see Mark Merrill and Butterbean with the sable black eye. And nobody,
0: nobody on this planet wants to hear Goldust read Green Eggs and Ham. Forgot about that. (laughs) Go back and watch that, Carl. No! If you think Thunder sucks, go back and watch Goldust reading Green Eggs and Ham on (laughs) pay-per-view. for your 1995
1: and by, not, by, by and a DQ finish I was the main say, event and by In Your House DX we're at the point where the In Your House is a three hours say mm. nothing of the, the taker Jeff Jarrett match yeah that ends with a DQ and Kane chokeslams Jeff Jarrett
0: only only the Austin match which is fun and the Owen Hart running at the end is the only thing that saves it which are two moments good enough to stop you from throwing a full blown nomination on DX In Your House uh, I think we've kind of run the gamut here we've got through a lot of uh, interesting ones a lot of different reasons why these shows are going in but it's been a lot of fun to kind of break them down and hear what you guys think so with that said I want to thank everybody for listening I want to thank everybody for your contributions if Mm. there's any we didn't get to uh, I apologise but we are unfortunately out of time
1: and don't forget folks there is a competition afoot so by all means best suggestions for what the G stands for in G John Chase
0: ladies and gentlemen send your nominations to the facebook.com slash scgradio and the winner will get a signed copy of Crazy Like a Fox The Defender Chronicle of Brian Pillman 20 years later
1: Jiggler? He kind of looks like Jimmy Del Rey <laughs>
3: he's,
1: got, he's got the same sort of facial hair
0: <laughs> thank you very much for listening I am Liam O'Rourke Carl Jones goodbye everybody Kieran O'Rourke Peace. we'll talk to you again next week